Drew. Fire's roaring. Woods are crackling. Christmas lights are blinking. Presents are unwrapped. Wrapping paper has been thrown at Dad with a garbage bag. Trying to get it in one shot. And a dog circling around the feet, waiting for that missed one shot. Snatch it up like some unwitting victim in the loving jaws of a Jaws. Yeah, Christmas has passed us by. We're rapidly approaching New Year's. So we've thought, let's, uh, let's dust off these old microphones. Let's take this opportunity to, in the words of Excalibur, you got to give the people what they want. And the people have wanted to return to the devil's due. So folks, here we are. Happy holidays. It's a very merry Festivus with Drew and Carl on the devil's due. Just picture us sitting by the fireplace. Drew's got a beer. I've got a coffee. And we're about to go over all the glory that was and was not 2021. From us to you and to your ear holes. There we go. You sounded so dour. I had to, I had to, we had, we, let's I, wasn't get, being, I wasn't being dour. I was being, I was you, being, you know, uh, I, I know you sounded a little melancholy, but just a little melancholy. We're back. We're, let's get, we're let's get hyped. Back. We're back. It's <laughs> let's go. Listen, I'm hyped. I'm excited. Me too. Um, this year has also just been extremely draining. Well, and you're kind of in the same boat because you're married to someone who's kind of going through the same stuff. Yes. So yes. Um, um, but let's not, I digress. Let's digress on that. We're Hi. back. Hi, we're here to have some fun. <laughs> Hopefully you are too. And talk about 2021. See what I did there. I made, made a little rhyme. Ah, like poetry. Yeah. I do it all the time. Really got to get a new doorbell chime. Um, crime <laughs> you don't want mine dime <laughs> mine doesn't work that doesn't run anyway uh hi hi what's going on how oh, we doing so much we're doing good we're doing really good we we are back in podcast form but but we've been back together for some time yes uh we were both uh fully vaccinated spring ish spring ish uh i'm boosted as of december yep, 7th or so boosted as well um no that's no guarantee of course yeah, but of course not i'm not gonna ideally i'm not gonna end up in the hospital should i contract the uh the omnicron or whatever it is that's out there now so I'm, waiting, i feel good about it waiting for the devastator variant mm. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm waiting for the Devastator variant. I'm hoping for the Wheelie variant. Uh, watch out for that that Rodimus variant. It might kill the franchise. It might, it might kill us all. No, no, <laughs> it would save us all. Uh-huh. Just like uh-huh. the real Rodimus did. Oh, sure, sure. Um, we're okay though. Yeah, we've been gaming. Yeah, we've been we've been um, gaming back we've together. Been a good time. Uh, we just, just haven't like, had a lot of time to do this. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of time to do this. Um, we've really like. You know, we kind of made the decision that we gave up a year and change of gaming. So we wanted to take some time and, and catch up on that. Um, it's not that we haven't missed y'all. 
but you know, Drew's got a kid. I've got a kid. Boy, howdy. <laughs> and they will just suck the life right out of you. Well, I you, mean, you will never it, love as you've loved the love of a child, but they will just suck the life right out of you. Yeah. And you'll never, you will never feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> you will be completely okay with it. Uh, let's not dwell on all that. Um, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I echo, saying, I, I echo like, what you're yeah. saying. I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've, you, you go through phases and I'm, I'm at a, I'm in a, I'm in a place of peace right now with all of that. Yes. A few months ago, not yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm okay now. <laughs> it's kind of when like they shift their patterns and you have to adjust to their new patterns and you're like, huh? Yeah. I really, I really like the old pattern. I knew that. One. I knew that I pattern. Could, I could plan on that pattern. Yeah. Set my watch to it. Not anymore. No, but let's not, this is not the, uh, the parenting do podcast. No, no. This is the Devil's Do podcast. That would be an so, interesting podcast. How do we, <laughs> how do we begin? Because it's been it's been months. It's been months. So I don't know. I'm, I I guess I guess I could say okay. How about this? In general, Drew. Yes. How was your year? My year was one of uh, strikes and gutters, ups and downs, as the dude might say. Right. However, the last few months have been great. Um, I got a new job which Yay. has been a super positive change for me. Um, different, totally different environment, uh, different. I'm still a, I'm still a software developer, but I'm in a much better company with a much different, uh, focus. I don't, it, I, I'm, I, it, we make a product as opposed to working for clients. Now I work on a product that we, that my company sells and licenses. Yeah. So I'm actually doing productive work, which is nice. And my boss and my team are fantastic. They treat us like adults. I'm not having to track my time to the nanosecond to for billable hours and then sweat when I don't have necessarily everything accounted for and, right. and yada, yada, and budgets. And yada. Nope. Everything's kosher. Everything's cool. And um, it's been a really, really great change for me. And again, I really like everyone I work with um, and, and the nature of the work. So it's been really good. That's going great. Uh, the band is, I'm not going to say reactivated, but we did get kind of reactive over the summer to play a show in early September, which went really well. I had a great time playing music again. And then in the months after that, uh, the new Long Cold Dark album finally dropped on Black Friday. Uh, you can all check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, any digital platform it's available already. Uh, it's called There Are No Answers, and it's it's out. Check it out. Uh, download it. Uh, buy it. Stream it. Whatever you, whatever you do, just uh, check it out and tell some friends about it, because I'm really, 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 really proud of it, and um, I'm stoked about it, and uh, I, I got to a place with it where I was like really miserable about it, because the mastering phase of the album took way longer than I wanted it to, and there were some... There were some uh, headbutt moments with the engineer about it, but we we finally kind of got together and steamrolled through it and got it done to both of our satisfaction, and it's out. And now I can finally exhale and not, you know, worry about it anymore. It was three years it took me to make that record, and and I, when I say me, it was I did I I made the record. <laughs> so um, I had help from various musicians and guest spots, but I recorded everything, I mixed everything. Uh, it was just a lot of work and a lot of uh, effort to get it there, but I finally got it there. So 
I'm proud of that. I'm happy with it. I hope you all check it out. And maybe, you know, if you have the uh, the time and the wherewithal, let me know what you think of it. I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts about it, even if heavy metal isn't necessarily your thing. Um, I write in such a way that I hope someone can take away something from it, even if maybe it's not 100% their jam. So that's what's up. Um, I'm an off this week. So yes. really quickly, just yes. interject. If, if the people would like to support you, what is the purchase method that nets you the most coin? Probably Bandcamp at this point, and you can get it on Bandcamp. So just go to thelongcolddark.bandcamp.com, and okay. we're on there. Uh, they have a very fair payout, and uh, that goes directly to us. The majority of the money goes directly to us, whereas with a stream, <laughs> micro fractions of a cent per stream. So don't even right. – that mean, hey – Stream it, listen to it, that's fine. Just know that that's not helping me much. Um, and then I think uh, iTunes, if you buy it on iTunes, we get, a, we get a decent percentage of that as well. So those are your, those are your best ways. Um, but anyway, I've had the week off. Um, I haven't been quite as productive as I would have liked to have been, because why would I be, of course? But I did manage to get a full rehearsal in with uh, another drummer yesterday. So we're planning, we're planning another show in the, in the springtime. Look out for that. It's going to be March 18th at Mohawk place in Buffalo COVID pending. Of course, God only knows. Um, so I'm really stoked about that. And, um, I finally also got my nine inch nails cover song recorded and mastered. And I just submitted it today to the distributor for cover song licensing because that has to go through the proper channels. So as soon as that gets approved, uh, that'll be up on all those digital outlets as well. So look out for that. That's another thing I did recently. By the way, I just bought your album. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I hope you like it. We have, and on Bandcamp, by the way, not to make this a whole whoring session, I've got a, a bundle price for all four albums, and it's very reasonable if you ask me. So... Anyway, um, I've read a ton of books. I've read every Expanse book on that shelf. Of which there are one, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven Seven of them. I'm in the eighth right now. The ninth just came out in hardcover in November. Ninth and final. Mm. So I plan on finishing the eighth. And by the time I do, there's probably going to be a little gap in between here because I'm going at a pretty proper clip right now. Um, The paperback will be out in the springtime, I believe. And uh, for the sake of my shelf consistency, I cannot Conformity. buy the hardcover. Yes, Jeez. conform. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, season six just started. We can talk about that a little bit later if you want to. Um, uh, yeah, that you know, uh, that's 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 been my time really. Be it that and being toddler dad, three year old dad. Yeah, three three is a whole different animal than two. Yeah, <laughs> but it's been great. Um, anything else, anything else going on? Did California. You, I went to California. California. Again. I, yeah, you might, some of y'all might know I go to California periodically <laughs> and I went yet again to San Francisco to see yet again, Metallica twice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. Every time we go to California, I get a little nervous. Why? Because I think ultimately one day you're going to decide to move there. No, Carl, I can't afford to move there. Well, it, I, I mean. You you have a, Do a you know job that you have a skill that's very easy to find a job. In. Here's the thing: while that's true, I will be competing with many more developers that are far more skilled than I in that region that that is that is in demand for them. So, and even then, 
there's only so many spots, they're only going to pay so much, and what you might get for your dollar there is not the same as here. Right. Like, even if you scaled it, do you know what this, do you know what this house, your house, would co- would cost in San Francisco, California? Minimum million dollars. Minimum. Minimum. My house? Two, two to three. Yep. It's, I mean, it, it, yours, probably two. Maybe three. It's, it, bananas. Absolute bananas. So, uh, no, I doubt they would scale my pay accordingly where I could afford a $3 million <laughs> home. Um, that's not to say that I, you know, wouldn't, couldn't live in a smaller home or whatever, but, I mean, you know, you like to stretch out a little bit. Yeah, we, we, you know. I get that. Uh, no, I, I, I do love it there. I really do. It's beautiful. But, to be honest, uh, I could never leave, ever, I could never leave all of my friends and family. Well, me, yeah, I said I mean, what I said. Just, just me. You could say. I could, yeah, yeah, just you. <laughs> just you. I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself because I mean the, the 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 respite. My my things I look forward to most, and the holidays have have bore this out for me personally. I look forward to spending time with the people I care about. Uh, that that is my primary source of joy okay yeah i have a lot of hobbies and they're all great and they're all very solitude and i enjoy them but i really just like being around people that i like i have and that i feel like me or tolerate me (laughs) i've noticed like the later on you get in life i'm just saying generally you not you specifically you tend depending on like what your path in life is. Some people, it's different, but you tend to make less new friends. That's yeah. And really like invest in the friendships that are there. Yeah. Like even, even our friendship just kind of happened by osmosis. More or less. You kind of coming to shop. Yeah, kind of. And And not for nothing, Carl, but I mean, I'm so eternally grateful for everything you've done for us and helping us out with Grant and and clothes, hand-me-downs and toys and just just everything like you've been, you've been incredibly, I'm, I'm so grateful. (laughs) A a small, small trinket to show appreciation for the friendship you've gifted me with over the years. Um, but yeah, like I've noticed now, like as I'm older, like I don't. I don't actively seek new friendships. Like I don't really put myself in situations where I'm going to make new friendships. I'm not opposed to it. Right. You know, you never know what's going to be around the corner, but like, you know, the, the family you choose has always been a strong narrative in my life. Um, because my biological family is so incredibly small. Right. Um, you know, I, I just, I define family differently and I'm, you know, happy to say that I define you and Jen and Grant as family. Um, so yeah, I think that's just a product of just getting older and taking stock of what you have. That's fair. And you know, without saying that I'm getting soft in my old age, uh, I think I'm just getting more thoughtful. I still got some venom. I still got fangs, Carl. You do, you do. But they don't come out as much. I've, I've kind of you know, I pick my spots a little, little more than I used to. But oh, don't worry, we're about to talk about pop culture, so I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> get, get, the, get the file out to sharpen those bad boys up. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> they're coming. They're 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 ready. They're unsheathed. Um, that's me. Hopefully, I'm in a good place. Hopefully, you're all in a good place. Um, how you doing? Um, 2021 is kind of a tale of two cities for me. 
Um, and it's pretty like the year started out obviously with, you know, the promise and hope of a new year after the, the hellscape 2020 was for mm. all of us, um, you know, got vaccinated, got boosted. We were able to get back together, start game one. I was able to reconnect with, you know, my friends in person, which was such a huge thing. Cause I'm a very sociable person. Um, so those being able to physically reconnect with those deeper connections was huge. Um, I was in a, a job that I liked and was good at and, you know, kind of always wanted to move forward in the company. And then I got the opportunity to move forward in the company and I took it. And that's, that is where the road diverged. And that's the rub, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that turned out to be a terrible mistake. Um, so that, that was kind of halfway, not like half, well, yeah, pretty little, yeah, it was late August. So roughly, you know, a little past the halfway point of the year. And it's just been, you know, I kind of got sold a bill of goods mm. and it's been incredibly stressful and frustrating and, you know, just, it, it has made time with my family time with julian william that much more important to me our game nights that much more important to me um and so like right now i'm just kind of really aside from being here and being able to do this i'm just kind of really in a frustrated mind state about where i am right now now you know i'm seeking advice and wisdom of others constant prayer about it, seeing what God wants for my life. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what 2022 holds. Um, you know, obviously it can always get much worse, but it can also get better too. So we'll just kind of go forward with that. Um, trying to think of what else. William started kindergarten this year. That's, that's big. That was, it was funny because like he started, Kindergarten. His first week of kindergarten was my first full week at my new job. Mm -hmm. Which for my new job, I actually had to return to the office, <sighs> which was a very different experience than I was anticipating. I was actually pretty excited about returning to the office. Yeah, again, this is where you and I differ. <laughs> liking my job. Yeah, um, but that quickly turned into wow. This place is a depressing ghost town. Mm. It still is to this day. Um, but no, William started kindergarten, and that's been a very interesting experience. He likes it. Obviously, there are those days where we get some, you know, tears and crying in the morning saying he doesn't want to go and whatnot and things like that. But he always ends up going and having a good time. Um, so, but that's been really interesting experience, just kind of seeing how school is done now and just, um, yeah. But, I mean, kind of our blessings, for the most part, he really enjoys it. Good. He's he's doing he's doing okay. He's got some challenges, but, you know, I have every confidence in him. And, you know, we're helping him get through that. And so that's been a surreal experience. Julie, for the most part, is still working home, uh, with the exception of one day a week. So we we had a new addition in our lives this year. We got, we got a new car. <laughs> like, whoa, that was not what I expected to hear. Oh, that. God, no. No, no. No, 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 no. 
Yeah, no, we're we're firmly one and done. Oh, as are we. Um, so yeah, got a new car. We're now two BMW family. Ah. <laughs> uh, so we we were fortunate. We got it like right before the used car price yeah. spike. Yeah. So very nice, like under twenty thousand dollar. Beamer. Nice. Before like before the the huge like spike in used car prices, you can get a nice BMW for a cheap price. At least in this area. Yeah. So uh. Um yeah. More well, le- more learning about coffee. More yes. more developing the, the coffee skills. That's been enjoyable. Uh Turkish coffee mm. is my new foray. Um I was fine. Julie got me a very nice Turkish coffee set for my birthday, uh, which comes with two like very nice uh, Demitas cups and with some brass holders and um, a small pot that makes the coffee, which I believe the pronunciation of the pot is a Savise. Okay. I could be wrong. I have no Probably idea. Probably am because I'm, I'm exceedingly white. I'm rusty on my Turkish, um, bro. But the pot the one that came with the set makes only enough for one cup these are very small cups think of like espresso kind of yeah yeah um but it's stronger than espresso Ooh, yes Uh, at least i think um i've tried i ordered another savise that can make like the two cups at the same time because the the thing around turkish coffee is more like it's a cultural experience and it's meant to be like shared. Mm. Like you're not, it's not necessarily meant to be a, pro, a solo process. Um, so I got that. And then for Christmas, my mother got me a Turkish coffee grinder. You're probably thinking, but Carl, you already have a really nice coffee grinder. You, you do bring it over to the house for game night. Yes. Um, Turkish coffee needs to be, extremely fine. Mm. It needs to be like the, the grinds need to be pretty much the consistence of talc powder. Very fine. Yes. Wow. And my grinder cannot get to that point. Wow. And so there are specific Turkish coffee grinders and it's a hand crank grinder, which takes some time. Sure. Not going to lie for like seven grams of coffee, which doesn't sound like a lot. You're cranking for like 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Because you need it so fine. Yeah. So, done it twice. Both times came out good, but it's could be better. So, that, yeah. Keep at it. Indeed. All right. We're caught up. Dear listeners. Kind of. Mostly. Um. Yeah. Your album just finished downloading. Sweet. If you want to throw a sample song on at the end of this episode for the people to entice purchase, they can go on YouTube and just check out the first single. It's already out. Or on, you can stream it again, stream the whole thing on Bandcamp. Just go right. for it. Um, so yeah, that's, that is our catching ups folks. If you'd like to catch up with us, you know, we might not do this all the time, but the, uh, the inbox is always open. You can reach out to us and find us at the following social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you 
on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, that being said, before we have an email, before we have emails, I have a top five-ish list for you. Okay. Now, I'm doing this list to spite myself because it's a it's a top five list that only has four entries because I forgot the fifth entry. Uh, I was going to ask, like, are, are we going to go through with it because it's technically an incomplete list? It is an incomplete list, but I reserve the right as the bearer of the list to revisit the list at any time, make alterations or additions. Okay. All right. So this is a top five list with only four entries because I forgot the fifth entry. <laughs> it's our show. It's our rules. It's our show. It's our rules. You don't like it? Make your own email show. us and let us know. So, Drew, mm-hmm. been working on this one for a while. Okay. Which is why it's all the more frustrating. I forgot the fifth entry. Okay. Top five perfect films. Mm. Now, what do I mean by perfect film? Now, let's make a very important differentiation here. Mm-hmm. Perfect does not equate to best. Okay. At least in my analogy. Perfect means this film executes everything it sets out to do flawlessly and is just, as it presents itself, is just a perfect perfect, perfect execution. (laughs) It's a perfect execution. So, these are... In no particular order, because they're all perfect. How do you rank perfection? They're different, but they're to me, they're all perfect. Okay. So, starting at number four. Again. Because there's no number no, five. Yeah, right. Well, that and you said, like you said, they're not in no particular order. This is just the order right. you're reading them. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Princess Bride. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I am. I am. I don't have the love, the, the extreme love for it that some do. People take the love for it to an extreme. I get that. Yeah. But like when you step back from like the the quoting of it, the the merchandising of it, things like that, and just examine the movie on its own. Yes, fantastic film. It's like it it nails every beat it sets out to do. It's pacing is flawless. It's just the performances are amazing. You've got, you know, this classic story kind of reimagined and just like probably the best sword fight scene in movie history. No wasted time. Yeah. Um, pacing, pacing on all these films, I feel is key. Pacing in any film is key because it just uses Zack Snyder. Pay attention. <laughs> um, Yes. It just uses <laughs> all the buffalo. Like there's nothing left. Right. On, on no the, fat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, satisfying conclusion, amazing performances. Great. Number three, mm. the Iron Giant. Ah. Yes. Yep. I challenge anyone to find fault with this film. No, I'm no, no. Because They're it liar captures. It captures a type of story and a style that at the time of its release had long since gone away, was fondly remembered, but never really done anymore. Like the fifties sci-fi with a pinch of noir in there. And it's really just a heartwarming boy and his dog story, except his dog is a giant robot. Yeah. (laughs) And like, seriously, like there's so 
so much heart um, in that film. Probably, I would, what has more heart? Princess Giant or Iron or Princess Giant? Princess Giant. (laughs) Princess Bride or Iron Giant? Um, That's a tough call. But it's just, it's, it's every beat it wants to hit at the right time. Yeah. And just like vocal performances, fantastic. Uh, the emotional connection between the boy and the giant. I mean, we're never not going to cry. No. When we see this film. Nope. Nope. Vin Diesel makes me cry with his very little, very few words. Family. Go on. Don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Tom, roll to your every time. <laughs> Keep driving, Tom. Keep driving. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Number two. Predator. Yes. Yes. Tell me another movie where you get three movies in one. Uh, uh, and each one. I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> each one is just flawlessly executed. So in Predator, you get? You get classic 80s action film. Yes. You get like the, the first part of the film is like that 80s action movie. Yep. Military operation. Yep. Then you get a haunted house movie. But the house being the jungle, but yes. The house being the jungle, right. And then for the third act, you get this like classic man versus nature. Just. And mind you, it's also a sci-fi film. Yeah. And it's a sci-fi science fiction film. Yeah. (laughs) And each again, I'm, I'm killing this, this term, but it's, it works. It hits each beat flawlessly. Predator is incredible. It can't be understated. The soundtrack. It can't be overstated. Like this, the, like when you just like hearing those drums, like the, the hairs in the back of my head kind of like stand up. Great score. Great, great performances across the board. Yeah. I mean, these guys might not be thespians, but you remember every character in that movie. Right. You know, you do. Yeah. Predator, predator rules. And okay, well, give me your number one, and just on the on, I'm going to piggyback on Predator if, okay. if it's not your number one. All right, I doubt very much. I doubt it you, too. Yeah, but because go this ahead. this has been the one film. All right, well let me. It's probably not going to be the. Okay, not, yeah, right, yeah. Let me piggyback on yeah. Predator because it's directed by the same guy. Let me throw Die Hard, the first Die Hard, at you as a perfect film. Now it doesn't have that total package deal that you right. that we name yeah. for, but again, John McTiernan. It knows what it wants to be. It knows what it wants to be. It knows what it is, and it hits every yeah. beat like perfectly. Not to mention slightly comedic, but also actiony. It gave us the right. everyman action hero that became yep. popular later, and truly memorable villains, memorable heroes. Yeah, infinitely mm-hmm. quotable. Great movie, McTiernan in the eighties. Go medium. <laughs> Thank you, cocaine. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> now, cook McTiernan later on. Well, we'll be, yeah, 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 well sometimes yeah. you start to believe your own hype, and, and sometimes you go to jail. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, I, Predator, Die Hard, one A, one B in my in my head canon. Anyway, 
Number one, Carl. Die Hard, not a Christmas movie. Um, that's another debate. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> All right. Number one for me, the film that I've said for the longest time is a perfect film, Casablanca. Okay. Just That's your pick. Bogart. Yep. Bogart is probably the most pure, cool actor that's ever graced the screen. Like, if you have not explored his work, I really encourage you to. Because you will see where so many of the characters that we've loved in our youth and later on in life can trace their lineage to, which is so many Bogart characters. Like, when you... Have you ever seen Casablanca? Uh, no. Okay, so if you watch Casablanca, you're going to see where, like, even Lucas took a lot of beats from for very specific things in the original Star Wars. Okay. Specifically the the Moss Eisley Cantina. Like... You like think of how that cantina was first presented when you walk into it. That is straight out of Casablanca when they walk into Rick's America. And just the, the character of Rick, uh, the, the love story with Ilsa, it's got, it's got everything. It's got like every aspect. It's got drama. It's got romance. It's got comedy. Um, it, the film makes me cry at the French national anthem. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, if you, if you enjoy movies on any level, you owe it to yourself to watch Casablanca. All right. Fair enough. So you don't have a number five. I don't because I forgot it. Okay. I'm going to spitball this. If this is not my list. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to go into detail. Okay. I'm just going to spit some at you. Of movies I would consider to be perfect films. Um, Godfather 1 and 2. Perfect films. Majestic films. True cinema, if you will. Shut up, Marty. Goodfellas. Again. <sighs> stellar film. Like, I can, I can recite that movie. It's so good. Uh, and with, I don't want to make this a top five, so I'll cap it here. I probably have others. Um, but... The original Ghostbusters. Perfect movie. Love it. Love everything about it. Love the script. Love the performances. Love the soundtrack. Love New York. Love the aesthetic. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, I mean, I haven't, I've have not seen Afterlife. I haven't seen it either. But OG Ghostbusters, lightning in a bottle. Right. Put it in the Smithsonian. It's magic. Yeah. No, I, I have no disagreement with any of those. Anyway, that's just, we don't, we don't have to spend any more time yeah. on that. Getting okay. out there. So that was the list. Folks, let us know what you think. Now, getting to our emails. We have three emails from... Let's roll, baby. Faithful regulars, the devils do. First email comes to us from Mr. Adam Williams. Hey. Who hits us with a little bit of poetry up top. Poetry? Poetry. Is, George Lucas over there. <laughs> Twas the night before the devils do pod, and I thought, what a treat. My dreams for my ears would finally meet. The delightful banter of two dudes in their cave made me think of Austin Power saying, oh, behave. <laughs> okay. Reunions are sweet and long overdue. I welcome the chance to hear another episode of 
The Devil's Due. Aww. That took effort, and I appreciate it. That did took effort. Um, all right, questions, both. What is your most anticipated nerd thing upcoming in 2022? Ooh, oh, wow. Twenty twenty one wasn't bad. I mean, we kind of got yeah, all, we, we, some, we got a lot of gems here. So, wow. Um, I don't know. I'm. I literally do not know. I would probably say because I'm not sure if a hundred percent for certain they're coming out in twenty twenty two, but probably either uh, Ahsoka. Okay. Or Mandalorian season three. I think Mandalorian season three is probably 2023. It might be December or 2023. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah. Um, Ahsoka. Okay. Um, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. I'm just, is that the thing that I'm most excited right. for? There's no, but say- there's nothing that immediately springs to mind of like, give it to me now. Hook it up to my yeah. veins. Now, Mind you, we can talk about this a little later when we get into some movie stuff. Um, things aren't quite hitting me quite the same way at the moment, so yep. it's hard for me to, to tell you. I don't, I'm, and I don't want, I'm not trying to step on anyone's hype. You, yeah, yeah. You, hype your, you hype what you hype. I'm just, I don't know. I'm in a content place with a lot of stuff. So I don't have a lot of things I'm just chomping at the bit for right now. But having said that, the Marvel teaser for 2022 did show us glimpses of She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Yes. Both of which Full made, they made me perk up. So let's let's say that. She-Hulk and Moon Knight, show me what you got. Poe Dameron in the Marvel Universe. Full costume. Full let's, cape. Let's go. Now, now, yeah, we didn't see the full costume, but we saw, I saw a cape, sir. There's cape. There's um, cape. So give it, give me, give me the moon night yes. and uh, let me see what She-Hulk looks like because again, I'm a She-Hulk fan and I hope that that show is a lot of fun. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, what, I think he might've missed a word here cause he, he's got this word. What was the Christmas gift you received this year? I'm guessing he's probably asking what was the best Christmas gift ah, you received this year? Hmm. Let's see. Um, I mean, I got, I got what I asked for, which is always kind of like, you know, you hate to, you got what you, you get what you ask for, but like, yeah. I, I'm at a point in my life where I ask for things that I don't feel are, you know, I, I never want to ask for anything too big. So I just set reasonable right. small thing, you know, cause if it's, if I don't expect anyone to get me anything, don't go out of your way to get me something expensive. Cause it's just not, please don't, please don't, don't spend your money on my account, please. So that said, my favorite Christmas gift this year. Oh gosh. Um I got some great books, I got some great video games. I got I got socks and undies. <laughs> which are mm-hmm. hey, as you get older, socks and undies. I ain't gonna buy that stuff for myself. So if I get it for Christmas, I'm happy as a camper. Um Carl, not gonna lie. The coffee grinder is getting hey. used every day, so <laughs> I'm sitting pretty. I'm sitting pretty with the coffee grinder right now. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, 
I think the the favorite thing I got this year, Julie got me a really nice Mandalorian sweater. Hmm. I can't remember if I sent you a picture of it or not, but here you go. Very nice. Oh, yeah. like a hockey sweater, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Nice. Very nice. Got some, got some classy look to it. Doesn't look like too, uh, too like, you know, uh, Star Wars-y. It's like, it's like I said, you kind of got to look at it and give it a look or two before you know what it is. That's my favorite stuff. So, yeah. Um, Great. that. Uh, let's see what things may be in store for the devil's due in 2022. Thanks boys. May <laughs> gaming be in your future, Adam, uh, this, but in 2022. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I think right now, although stuff we talk about in the show later on may have impacts on. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Boilers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> folks, like if you're listening at this point, like, Star Wars, Marvel. It's spoilers it ahoy. this year. It's getting spoiled. So let's just say, Carl. Warned. We had conversations about um, changing the name of the show at a certain point. Did we did? What were we going to change it to? I don't know, but I I was I was against it, and now who was right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember we were talking about kind of rebranding. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No. Know. The grumpy old geeks would have... No. <laughs> We're back, baby. In satanic form? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Feige sent me a sent me a text just said, you're back, baby. Fire it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's tough. Life uh, finds a way of, like, preventing us from doing this. Uh, because, again, that... You know, I'm sure you're listening to us right now. You'd be like, well, just do it like before you game or then it doesn't work that way. Doesn't, doesn't quite work that way. No. Those who game now, those who don't should. Right. Um, all right. So Adam, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Now on to Mr. J. Gelsomino, the man, the myth, the legend. Drew and Carl. Yes. What are you looking forward to most from wrestling Ooh. in 2022? Let's ha 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 ha. Um, I'm looking forward to AEW keeping the momentum going. Yep. Continuing to attract a bigger and bigger audience. Um, growing, hopefully getting in a position where maybe they legitimately, uh, can turn the pop cultural tide where that, where it's not just one company on people's lips when they think of pro wrestling anymore right. anymore so it's gonna that's that's a tall order for one year i know but just keep keep i'm looking forward to that progression i, I look forward to wednesday every single week um aew has been a real uh blessing in so many ways that we have it and that it's 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 good some people have qualms about things that's fine but overall i feel that we get a high quality enjoyable program every wednesday that is light years beyond what's what other companies <clears throat> are doing and um yeah so i'm looking forward to that and i'm also looking forward to and i really hope this happens god covid who knows how or what uh, i hope new japan can get back on their feet and reclaim or get some momentum going again and uh bring back some glory time that they had for the, 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 in the 20 teens, 
they when they had basically the run of a lifetime when yeah. they really became <sighs> NJPW as I'm gesturing with my hands that like they had a, a golden era and then now it's it feels like that era is is if not over the window is closing yeah I hope 2022 can uh, show promise of a new great era and I think it can. But right. COVID has done the country no favors. It's been very difficult. But COVID has done the world no favors. That's just, no, I know. Oh no, you're not. You're not kidding, man. But um, just in a microcosm, NJPW has taken a beating due to COVID. Just with talent, uh, with with fan restrictions, with show cancellations. It's it's been tough, and their momentum has been basically they've been kneecapped for a while. And I I hope yeah. they can get back on their feet and uh, return to glory. And then ideally cross over with AEW and give me some great shows. Yes. <laughs> Drew, I've got four words to answer Jay's question. Go. Chaos, project, title, push. Chaos, project, title, push. No, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to put that out there. <laughs> hey, you know what I want for 20? You know, you know what I'm look, most looking forward to in 2022? 2.0 title, push. Yes. <laughs> you want a taste? You want a taste? You look, you want a taste? <laughs> Uh, one word. Hook. Hook. <laughs> Not since LeBron James. <laughs> wow. Has an wow. athlete been so hyped <laughs> and delivered so completely on what we never knew we wanted. I'm going to tell you what. Until Hook. They sent Hook. Listen. Uh... I will not be fully satisfied until I hear an audience chanting, hook, hook, <laughs> give us the hook, 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 give us the hook. I know it's, a, we're going to talk about wrestling. Well, this, I guess yeah. this, this is it right here. We're, let's get well, it off no, our no, chest no. We're, we're going to, well, we got a small section to talk about wrestling. All right. We, well, can, we, we, can, we got, we got a lot to cover today, so yeah. I don't want to go too long. Um, all I'll say is he was basically a meme and that's funny up to a point. Yeah. Then he came out and it's like, well, he looks like so he looks good. He's got yeah. he's got a cool look. This is okay. Good right. intro music. Good intro music. He looks he looks different. He looks cool. He's in great shape. Yep. Young kid, handsome boy. Gets in the ring. Oh, oh, he can go. He can kind of go. So it's not all you know. If he would have looked terrible, we, the, the meme is dead, right? Yeah. But no, hook hook. Happy learned how to putt. <laughs> yeah. So. It just, it's, oh my God, this is actually a thing. So yeah, let's go. I'm all in. Give yeah. me more. There, there is something I specifically want to see from wrestling in 2022, but we'll, we'll cover that when we talk. Okay. Yes. Let's move on. In a second. All right. Uh, Jay's question for you. Oh, what song from the long cold dark catalog would you see fitting a wrestler for their theme music? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to get, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to give you the wrestler to make it a little bit easier. Malachi black. Oh God! Um, you see, Malachi's theme right now is very moody. It's it's very, yeah, it's moody. See what I did there? <laughs> nah, you, you you don't get it, Carl. But wrestling fans will remember Michael Cole. You idiot. Anyway, unintentional Michael Cole is on my part. Ugh, I'll never forgive myself now. I don't have I, my stuff. Isn't quite. Uh, it's not quite that. Doesn't add that tempo. Y- yeah, I, I I like things a little more up tempo, a little faster, a little Thinking more maybe more a little Darby Allen. 
may no, I like Darby's song a lot too. That's a guy that's big mood too. But if you were to give me Malachi, I would I would look through my catalog and I'd probably say, uh, boy, um, God, eesh, I don't I don't know, man. I I don't know that I would fit. Despite despite us being metal guys, Malachi's whole aesthetic is very different than what I put out. But if I had to, <laughs> or maybe like Lance Archer. Oh God, Archer, pick a song. Um, uh, I'm bad, Carl. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. Um, the Jay's question: What song would be a great wrestling intro song? All of them. Uh, the Phoenix would be would be good. Um, the Phoenix would be a good good intro, a good walk down for a wrestler. Good tempo, good riff, memorable. Um, or if you're going full tilt, run to the ring like the warrior, uh, 12 hours or something like that would, would work, but only the warrior could do that. And he's dead. So, you know, we, whatever, I don't I don't advise doing that. Okay. Uh, Carl, did you watch Jaws the Revenge this Christmas, given that it is the greatest Christmas movie in the world? I did not because unfortunately it is not a Christmas movie. Moving on. To Mr. Alan Waiters. He's never writing again. Yes, he will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Alan. Gentlemen, glad to see you back in pog form. I hope you. How did I get in this pog? (laughs) I hope you have a blessed and less stressful new year. Carl and Drew, the MCU has had quite the year, especially the Disney Plus shows. Which of the villains disappointed you the most? most, And which one was a pleasant surprise? Mm. Well, I think for the pleasant surprise. That's Baron Zemo, hands down. He danced his way into our hearts. He did. But I'm here. I'm all in on Agatha. So, you know, put some respect on her name. (laughs) Agatha. I mean, I think we all knew she was the villain, so it's not like a surprise. But once they did the big reveal and the The song, song, Catherine Hahn, tip of the hat. So, um... I mean, was there really a villain per se in in Loki? Not really. It, it was more ensemble and you know, yeah, big big conspiracy. There was no big bad, right? That we got to really savor for the whole season. So I'm going with Agatha Harkness. Props to Zemo. I'm fist bumping for Zemo right now. Give me that dance all day long. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there were any disappointing one. Oh, the flag smashers absolutely yeah if, yeah if i had to pick one yes i would say probably them in fact the more now that we have several of these marvel shows falcon and winter soldiers is the agent poorly on me uh, i wanted it me. i wanted it to be a lot better than it was yeah, see i still really enjoyed it I, I i again i like it but i wanted to really like it yeah i just kind of liked it gotcha carl with the success of No Way Home, what is your expectations for mm-hmm. uh, the director's Fantastic Four movie? Ah, okay, swerve. Besides Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible <laughs> Woman. Which we don't know you, that. Yeah. Which would you like to see star as Marvel's first family? I also don't think you should leave with Doom. The stench of Josh Trank still stings the nostrils. I would say go with a lesser villain like Mole Man or Puppet Master. 
Um, I agree with that. I don't think you lead with doom. No. By any stretch of the imagination. I believe you build doom. You build, you, you establish doom. Yeah. Um, doom. Doom is your next Thanos. Yeah. Doom, if you do it right. Doom deserves to be like the big bad. Or the next Loki. In that, in that he is a villain and you give him big villainous arcs. Right. But can turn babyface if the situation presents itself. But kind of like, you know, um, Stone Cold babyface to where he's kind of still acting like villain. He's still villainous, but he helps, but he helps when when he has to. And you, and you cheer for him because he does. Yeah. But he's still a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Um, as far like, I don't think it's going to be Krasinski and Emily Blunt for those two. I think that time has kind of passed. Um, I don't know. I think, honestly, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what direction they're going to go. So it's hard to say who I would cast. Like I, I'm too old to. Yeah, I, I can't cast anything anymore, dude. I don't yeah. know. I just, I just don't know. Like who's really out there. Um, this was like you know, ten, fifteen years ago. You're gonna laugh. I'd say probably George Clooney for Mister Fantastic. I could see it. So you'd have fun with it. Maybe. Um, Might not. Yeah. Sounds kind of stupid when you say it out loud, but. <laughs> I mean, he was Batman. The man's good at his job. Do we see him in the next Flash movie? No. <laughs> but you know what? No, never mind. We'll we'll get. Yeah. Hey, look. All I've and okay, 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 okay. Okay. Let me put this out there. Give me a taste in a <laughs> in a DC film. No. But if it were a Marvel film, he would have an opportunity at redemption. Yeah. As we've seen. As we've seen. DC, they don't they don't have that kind of foresight. Yeah. Um, as far as the villain they should go with, I think I would agree either Mole Man just for like that classic first villain. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same Annihilus. time, yeah, I was gonna say my second choice would be like Annihilus. Um, because Mole Man even still feels kind of small for the Fantastic Four. Sure. In the world that they want to build established. Yeah. Um give me Annihilus. Give me the negative zone. Yeah. Which which Trank tried to do, but it kind of sucked. So no, there was no kind of about it. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm 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 being very kind. A a kick to the testicles of my soul. That movie was. Um, Drew. Yeah. Is Metroid Dread the game of Wait, the year? A lot of questions. For, is Jade is alternating questions? Oh, it's Alan. I'm sorry. No, it's Alan. My God, Alan. I'm I apologize. <laughs> Drew, is Metroid Dread the game of the year? If not, yes. what is? What no, is your favorite is. gift for Christmas that you received where I kind of covered that? Got that. Um, yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. I, I I saw the list of, and again, I don't I don't want to give credence to these award shows, the, the game awards. The, who who cares? Like, who decided this was the list? Or who, yeah. who are these people? They're, it's, not any, it's, it's not even like, you say what you want about the Academy Awards, but if there is an Academy, there is, a, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. of arts and science. Like, this is a board of people that do... Uh, you know, judge others, judge, they are members, they review each other's work, yeah. it's a celebrate, you know, whatever. The Game Awards is just this arbitrary thing that this guy came up with. Yeah. Who are you? Who is judging? And it's not even like the proper people 
can even be fully credited with the awards. Games are made by more people than you can imagine. I mean, most games. There, of course, there are small game, There are games made by small teams of, of and I and I love a lot of those games. I love indie games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But by and large, the games you have heard of that you get all the all this press, games of the game of the year, and all you know whatever these this award show gives out, it's made by a faceless corporation that hires dozens, if not hundreds, of developers who go unnoticed. You skip their names in the credits. They're often laid off immediately after completing their work on the title and forgotten. The company will go on to make money forever, and the developer that made the thing is possibly unemployed. So. Anyway, having said all, <laughs> having said that, I saw that list of games of the year, and it's Metroid Dread, and it wasn't, but it should have been. What was the game there? I don't even know. Uh, it takes two. I think the game was called. Nah. Never even played it. I'm sure it's fine. But it ain't Metroid Dread, <laughs> <laughs> which I loved, by the way. Yeah. Hence, was, it's a game of the year. <laughs> spoilers for our game section. Um, appreciate you guys. Thanks for the gifts. And have a prosperous new year with me winning many board games. Thank you, Alan. All right. That does it for the email questions. Now let's let's break down this wonderful thing that was 2021. Into, into sections? In the sections. Let's start with the section that if we left to last, most people would probably turn off. Okay. Uh, the go. wrestling section. Okay. Go. Um, yeah. So we started kind of getting this. It was a really great year for AEW. Um, I'm really enjoying the product. And again, a lot of that enjoyment is like due to like the fact that we're constantly chatting throughout the show. <laughs> of course. Um, me often at a delay. <laughs> you often at a considerable delay. Sorry. That's my, um, that's my night, man. I'm sorry. Halfway through the show, Drew's like, just starting up. Yep. Yep. Um, life. yeah, just like, I mean, I think you have to, you have to start with CM Punk. So, Carl, you, you, this is, you are a CM Punk, uh, uh, this is your first entry into the, into the CM Punk. Yes. My first foray into the Punkiverse. Um, what was your, what were your thoughts upon his arrival? So. And despite the, and I say, let me, let me, let me, let me go a little bit further. You as someone who have not really been exposed to him, me as someone who was a big fan and remembers vividly him his exit from the industry and a seven long years of various like, Oh, he might come back here. Oh, he might come back there. Right. AEW starting. Oh, he might, it'd be, he'd be a really yeah. big get here and it's just never happening. It finally happened. So what were your thoughts without having that investment? Right. Did, did, did he deliver to you on arrival? So I remember talking to you prior to that show because we were, we were here for that. Yes. We were here for that debut. Yeah. And I remember asking you, I understand that CM Punk is a big deal. That he's coming back. I don't know why he's a big deal. Right. And you kind of like laid it out for me in very, I don't want to say generic terms, but you didn't fill in all the gaps because I think you knew that it was something to be experienced. And I think you had more confidence that ever before that he was coming back. Yeah. And so that first night in Chicago, within five minutes, I got it. Yeah. Because like, and that was before he even started talking. 
like just the reaction, like, yeah, there's pops exist on numerous levels. I found <laughs> there is like pop you get for your first debut. There's a pop you get for like a hometown appearance. This was so far beyond mm-hmm. what that was. Like I could see that this is what wrestling beyond AEW, beyond WWE, this is what wrestling had been waiting for for so long. And when he came out and started to speak, like you can, you cannot help but not be pulled in by his passion. And, you know, yes, kayfabe is a thing, but if, if he is doing kayfabe out there, no one has ever done kayfabe better, and it's not even a conversation. <laughs> he is discussed in as being one of the absolute greatest on the mic ever. He, yeah. he he has an authenticity. He's got an edge, and he he knows how to deliver daggers when he has to. Yeah, that very few people could ever do. Right, and he still got it. Yeah, yeah, he still got it. And then, like, so okay, the. De- Debut, which got huge eyes on AEW. And then seeing his in-ring performance since then. And this is where we kind of differ on it because you felt that he should kind of should have gotten thrown like right into the main event. I think it would have get right away. I think it would have benefited the company. Had they could have, they could have popped a buy rate bigger or they could have made it feel bigger if he was in a higher profile program right away not to say that i don't think what he's doing or did right is what he should be doing and it, and i think it's generous and gracious of him to do it to work with the young guys right. and that's that's great and it's working i mean it is working yeah. long term it's going to pay it's going to pay off but i'm just looking at it from a i want aw to really shine i want i want this company to 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 grow and be right. hot. And I don't know that that him working young guys exclusively was the path for that. See, and I disagree because when you look at the closeness of the time he debuted and then we got Danielson and Adam now, page. Okay. So yes, no, not, I think that that's true. Cause he's doing it right. Yeah. Because you've got, You've got these three massive gets. Adam Cole, you mean? Adam Cole. Yeah. Sorry. Adam Cole, baby. Um, (laughs) You've got these three massive gets. And if you put all of them to the top of the card right away. Yeah. First off, there's no room. Second off, you're drowning out what got you there. True. Which is like the, the AEW originals. Um, so I think they've done it really smart, putting Danielson and Cole at the top 1B slot of the card and letting Punk just kind of work with who he wants to work with. And we all and letting, knew... Letting Punk just be the draw on his yeah, own. Let Punk, yeah, that's fair. Because like, you don't... All you need to put on ticket is CM Punk. Yeah. It could be CM Punk fights Big Bird. People are still going to show <laughs> I'm there for that. Um, Like with... Cole and Danielson, you kind of want to know like who 
Like, what's what's the other part of this equation? Yeah. With punk, all you need is punk. We knew eventually, like they're like they had to get him in a program with MJF <laughs> because the microphone would just disintegrate, and it has, and it has, and it's just like I cannot wait to see where this thing's going to go. I'm okay with where he is right now. And I think at some point you kind of swap punk and Danielson could happen. Sure. Punk at some point, I feel will get a shine at the top of the card. So to some, it, it's going to happen. Right. I don't know with who, I don't know when, but it'd be silly. It, it would be a, it would be very surprising. Let's right. put it that way. If he didn't. So I think, um, obviously CM Punk, the biggest story of the year, yeah, by far. The second biggest story of the year. Oh, spe- no. Spe- <laughs> oh. Hook transcends <laughs> stories. The hook is an entire experience. Um, the second biggest story of the year, especially since what we found out recently, it's got to be Kenny Omega. Um, the performances. I mean, yeah, no, that- I, 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 well, I mean, I, st- st- thinking exclusively AEW, yeah, I think the, the biggest story of the year in the industry, in my opinion, is WWE just laying off everyone. Right. Shocking we, names. Yeah. Adam we, Cole, for one. Not, he didn't get laid off, but he, yeah. he, he wasn't going back. Uh, but, I mean, Black. Braun uh, Strowman. Yeah. Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee is a giant, like, how... This guy ticks every one of your boxes. How are you letting him go? Yeah. I don't I don't know. The the more and more I learn about how WWE does business, the more and more I'm just not interested at all in No. No. Nor should you be. But yeah, Kenny Omega put I mean, look, I, you know me. I I I I fully go go hard for Kenny Omega. Right. He's been the dude for me yeah. for years. Because I saw that dude in Japan put on the greatest wrestling matches I've probably ever seen in my life. Right. I like it's a whole different level. Yeah. And I've, and I know of the sentiment has been for some people that there's just been something missing from him since he's come to AEW and yada, yada you know, whatever. Right. And I know I, I always defended him saying, you know, he's still putting on banger matches every time he steps in the ring, but it's, Incredible. It is. Like, he started the year with the exploding barbar death which, match, which the ending kind sours it. Yes. But, but it was a fun match. When you think about the match leading up to that, it was an absolute banger. Yeah. And he um, put on many bangers since yeah. then. The three-way match with Pac and Orange Cassidy. Yes. Like, yes. Not, I mean, not to mention, I mean, obviously, the two highlights of the year for him were Danielson and Page, where he dropped the belt. Let me... Put some respect on that Christian match too. He had some great matches with Christian Cage. Yeah, I I thought they I, I, I thought they were great. I would not rank the Cage. No, match. It's not. not it's not. On, it's not on Danielson Omega level. But I mean, it's right, Danielson right. and Omega for yeah. God's sake. Come on. Um, but like, and as we find out, how injured he was. Right. So I, that's what I was going to say. If you did performance, if you did think that there was something missing, well, the dude was apparently fighting a brutal shoulder injury and vertigo in the ring. Yeah. How do you wrestle with vert doing the things that he does right. with the world spinning around you for God's yeah. sake? My God, Kenny Omega. So you absolute madman. 
I love Kenny Omega. I hope he's. I'm all for him taking a very long break. Take a year. Get a hundred percent healthy. Given the roster expanding the right. way it is and the storylines you can tell. Yep. Making room for the, elevating young guys, which they're doing right now before our eyes. Give Kenny a year right. before he shows up again to a huge mammoth. Ret- however long it takes him. Right. When he comes back, it's not going to matter. He's going to be Kenny Omega again, and he's going to be over immediately, and you have an infinite amount of stories you can tell with him coming back. This segueing tag titles. So, chance this year. Now, Drew, you know I love me some Lucha Brothers. Same. You know I love me some Lucha Brothers. This is what I want to see happen with the tag titles in 2022. I, I, I want two different champions. Okay. First champions, Jurassic Express. Okay. Take them off the Lucha Brothers. Okay. Because I love the Lucha Brothers, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the Lucha Brothers are still going to be awesome without tag titles. Okay. And we are both in agreement on this. Singles run for both of them. At some point, I. it seems silly that Pentagon has not been right. on it. Yeah. He, he has charisma to spare. Let him run wild for, let him run wild for a while. Give... Jurassic Express, the titles for the first half of the year. Okay. Second half of the year, long overdue. Mm. Proud and powerful. Yes. Because they've started showing up again recently on Dynamite, and you watch this team. They're great. They've been great since day one. And they are Young Bucks level performers. They're amazing. And I feel like the inner circle is actually like being in the inner circle still, the inner circle should have disbanded a while back. If you ask me, it has held back them because they've had to be obligated to be in that storyline. And it's held back Sammy Guevara too, to a degree, in my opinion, Uh, Sammy's TNT title run kind of underwhelming. Um, Partially because he had obligations to be involved in inner circle shenanigans when he could have just been doing his own thing. So, but yeah, proud and powerful Santana Ortiz, Long overdue. Um, give those boys the belts. Let's go. Um, and then after them, Chaos Project. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, no, that's, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with yeah. all that. That's that's really what I want to see. A couple things are noticeably noticeable uh, that if they continue could turn into somewhat concerning trends. Um, the inability to wrap up a program cleanly and that's just pro wrestling unfortunately they haven't always had that problem though i've noticed it more this year like the the orange cassidy the best friends hardy foundation uh program what was the ending there who how did it end and we just went right into the the best friends um, well, best friends are not the kind way, of a, in, calling it. Yeah, 2022 trend heel turn. I'd be shocked if that happened, but I'm not, not going to say you're wrong. The best friends network kind of engaged with the elite, though. So I mean, they're it's yeah. fine. We got a big return out of Trent out of it for one thing, right? And now they're they and kinda, more importantly Sue. At, you damn right. And the van, <laughs> you literally lay down for Sue. <laughs> you lay down for oh man, uh, Brody, Brody, Brody. 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 Still missed. Um, always will be. 
no, I, I, I think the best friends are in a good spot. Um, they've expanded their ranks. Statlander's back. She's in great shape. She's doing really well. Yeah. Wheeler Yuta's a great, a great wrestler. He's on the way up. Um, Orange Cassidy's still Orange Cassidy's still over. Um, and Trent is back. He got hurt. Now he's back. He's got a new look. Uh, it's, it's, this is all, this is all good things. I think they're going to be fine. I like the intrigue with O'Reilly and Fish coming in. And what I mean by that is, number one, you have a faction that was over as hell on NXT. Suddenly, quickly, almost without warning, before anyone can have a chance to forget about them, they're on the other show now. Yeah. Like, blink and they're over here. Okay. Right. That's incredible. That That rarely, if ever, happens. Yep. So that's wild. But the cool thing about it is that they're using it to kind of plant seeds of doubt and distrust in the elite with Cole and the yep. Bucks and the and Undisputed. Good stuff. I Which like it. I made my predictions for that. I like it. I think it's going to lead to a Bucks face turn. Sure, probably. Reuniting with Kenny. Hangman. With Hangman. Hangman. It's Kenny. Kenny's on the shelf for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that all tracks. That could track well, yeah. depending on the story you want to tell. Hangman is champion so far. Okay. I mean, one match. One match, soon to be two. And granted, they're going to be b- great matches. Yeah. Ones, but would but, have liked to see more out of him at this point. I Yeah, I feel like he could have been. Maybe just even if it's just like a squasher here and there. Yeah, right, right. Just give feed him some guys. Give yeah. him some promo time. Yeah. He didn't even get that for a little while. Like, But fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the, the payoff of him winning it alone was was good. So let's let's see where they go with. Hangman right. is champ. Maybe he's a transitional champ. That's fine. He's a, he's, he, some guys are just better as underdogs. Some guys are better chasing than they are when they get the prize. Hangman may be a case like that. We'll see. It's fine. All right. Wrestling. Wrestling. Love it. So much fun. All right. So next thing we want to talk about is TV shows. Okay. I'm going to. Got a lot. This was the year of the Marvel television show. I, and the year I, of the Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton to talk about, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I think it's predominantly just Marvel stuff. We've already, sure. on previous episodes, we covered how we feel about WandaVision and Great. Falcon, Winter Soldier. Good. Our last episode was just Loki was two episodes out. Loki was good. Um, Alligator Loki, all day. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Give me that show. <laughs> <laughs> Six, six episodes of just alligator loki <laughs> um it was fine i didn't go crazy about the kang thing like a lot of people did to me you know uh, the multiverse we're here now it's fine right. we have to we, i'm living with it uh, this is just me okay this might not be everyone clearly i'm not, clearly i may be an outlier right my i don't i only have so much enthusiasm for the multiverse Right. Because I feel like once you tell me that there's other <sighs> versions of the characters running around, my investment in the one that you want me to care about is suddenly lessened because now right. he's no longer special. He's I'm not it's just one possibility of a story. The story might not even matter anymore because oh well, not really because we can just pull something over here and yep, there yeah. they are. See? They're not really gone. Here's a new one. Yeah. And uh, fine. You know, I, I don't know if you, if you're all about that. Cool. Um, we're going to get some, see some crazy things. We've seen some crazy things. Yep. We'll get to that. But 
I'm just as a whole the I, the concept doesn't really speak to me. Tell your story in the universe you're in, right? And you know, make it matter. Make the stakes count. So I've I've said this numerous times when it comes to multiverse. Um, I think it's a fun toy. Mm-hmm. Play with it for a little bit mm-hmm. and then put it away. Yeah, yeah. I this don't, can't go on forever. Yeah, I don't want this to be a ten year phase because. Mm-mm. The potential for things to go wrong and like and and Marvel we trust. They haven't for the most part they haven't lost out down yet. Um but it's just like have some fun with it. Let's get weird, let's get nuts for a little bit. A little bit. And then put it away. If if there's if if I had to pick one thing that would be a permanent addition to the MCU because of the use of the multiverse probably miles morales and if, the, if and, that's how you get him in there then fine and the thing is do you, if you think about it you did you don't even you didn't even need the multiverse to you get there you, you had really a blank don't. slate yeah so like again the stuff we're getting out of it is really entertaining stuff that we'll obviously talk about in the movie segment um and but yeah, again, I don't. I'm all for this as long as it doesn't go on for ten years. Cool. Because if it's going on yeah. for ten years, then like too long. Man, it's too long. That was just too long to deal with all this stuff. Because you're you're making an already because barrier to entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is quite considerable right now. Like if you want to know everything, you're going to be putting in some time. It's yeah. not like it was when all you had to do was catch up through like Thor, the dark world. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, you're, you're right. asking you're a lot right. to people. And now to, if you're going to introduce this massive thing where you're constantly having to connect dots from different puzzles to one another, then you're like really not being as user friendly. Right. Right. As you were, you're just constantly rewarding the fans who have been with you along the way while not making new fans. You want, well, you, yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's that's been the problem with the comics for a long right. time, and that's why the comics have a fraction of the audience that they used to. But so I digress. That kind of leaves us off uh, with Loki, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Hawk. Let's go. Guy. Well, he's they, we didn't get we didn't get the hot guy yet. We we uh you were much more excited about this than I was only because you've read the, the series and yes. raved about the series. Yes. that this was based on. Loosely based. Well, aesthetically um and then the Kate Bishop thematically uh and the and and the tracksuit mafia <laughs> pulling up the rear um based on. Yeah. TSM the, the, forever. The the set the setup and um a lot of a lot of the stories uh, verbatim not so much very different but influenced enough by the by the fraction run right. that i mean the credit sequences the 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 the, the, the pizza dog cape bishop the tracksuit mafia um hawkeye laying low in new york that kind of stuff yep. all of that is based on the fraction run so i was all in on this and they completely delivered for they me. Know. For me, for me, it, it, that uh, Hawkeye might even be my favorite of the of the bunch. I, I think it's my favorite. Like I think Hawkeye, it, it was great. Number one, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Number two, Loki. Number three. Mm. 
and then uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. Number I think WandaVision is my number two. But that's but a I like very it <laughs> like that's a very tight field. There's okay. No distance between. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, no, so, I loved Hawkeye, and uh, Hawkeye gave us gave us gave Hawkeye us gave us a, a thing. Hawkeye gave us back a reason for being. Hawkeye gave us back Hawaiian shirt. I mean, look, times are tough. Post blip, he's got to regain some power. Yep. But uh, we can- are, of course, talking about the return of Vincent D'Onofrio, Wilson Fisk. The Kingpin. I was very, very happy to see him back. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I was exceedingly happy to see him back. Although, and I'll, I'll kind of say this, and this kind of has a bit of what I like to call Mandalorianitis. Mm-hmm. So, this comes back. Yes. Right? He comes back in the fifth of six episodes. Yes. The problem I have with how they did it, like if, don't get me wrong, I will take all the Vincent D'Onofrio playing Wilson Fisk I can get. But the moment you bring him in Mm -hmm. and he's a part of the show Mm -hmm. and he's not like a stinger, in the last episode, which I would have preferred, the show stops being about Hawkeye. All the conversation surrounding the show stops being about the main characters in the show. And I say Mandalorianitis because when Luke shows up, um, all the conversation is about Luke. But that did happen in, in the last episode, in the final moments. And we still did get the thematic payoff of of Din Jaren right. with the child. So I hear you. I I hear you. But I still think that Mando, despite that overwhelming, you know, oh my god moment of Luke Skywalker, the show is still the Mandalorian, and it does nail its final emotional beat on the Mandalorian. True. Similarly, Hawkeye, yeah, Fisk shows up and he gets, you know, he's not a stinger. He's he's in there for the last last little bit. But you still get the emotional closure of Kate Bishop and Hawkeye um, and their partnership and Hawkeye re- re- going home to his family, right. giving Kate a new family and getting closure and all that and, and, and setting the stage for a new chapter in the MCU. Right. And it's fine to me personally. It's fine. Yeah. My point is the problem is all the conversation following that moment is not about that. It's about Kingpin. It, it is, but it isn't like, I don't know. I, I've, I've avoided a lot of the internet on all this stuff. Cause I was so far behind. I was not watching week right. to week. Uh, for I was traveling. It was just too hard to keep up. Yeah. So I avoided the internet. And I'll tell you what, Carl, it's actually refreshing to avoid, <laughs> avoid things. Um, I can ingest it at my own, on my own pace and take in my own meaning from it. And to me, it's like, yeah, the Kingpin's back and that's great. We're certainly excited about that. Hell Definitely. yeah. Um, but I can still enjoy Hawkeye for what it was and how it ended for what, how it ended. And, 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 and also look forward to more of the Kingpin and Echo for that matter. Let's go. Give me yeah. all this stuff. Echo. Um, and obviously another big return we'll talk about later. Yes. Um, I was. I ain't mad. I was. I'm in. Thoroughly 
thoroughly giddy with joy in the beginning of episode six, where they gave us like proper comic book kingpin, purple pants, <laughs> white coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scepter, the, the cane, the cane with the diamond at the top. I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, oh, God bless you, <laughs> because he was he was comic book kingpin and D'Onofrio kingpin at the same time. And D'Onofrio has said that this is. He says yeah. that it's yeah. it's the one we know. So my I've had reservations that there it was going to be again thanks to multiversal shenanigans. I was worried that we were getting a kingpin, but not the kingpin. Right. But D'Onofrio has said, said no, no, that it's it's him. So, so if all that is canon, which is looking like it is the case, then I'm okay with. I'm okay with it. Um, obviously, we we can't really expect kingpin to be settling manners as he did in the netflix netflix show i don't think we're going to see least, any brain matter spoiling no, out on a car not on screen not on screen right um but yeah really excited to get him back so we're still on tv yeah um i haven't watched i dude i don't watch television i watch wrestling and i watch the marvel stuff on disney plus and i'm well, i'm are- there and i'm currently watching the expanse season six which i have to tell you carl you're okay. not you're not all invested but um i am so i love i love the i've probably gone on records of saying i love the expanse like if you look at it once look books. at this bookshelf i <laughs> love six books on it man come on i love this book there, there's seven and they're all the expand the eighth is upstairs i love i love this series um i gotta tell you though uh, my enthusiasm for season six basically got neutered when I read the sixth book and not because I didn't like it, but because I read the sixth book and I was like, well, I know the ending now, at least of this. Right. And now I saw the trailer for season six and, and, and like, I'm looking at it and what they're teasing and I'm like, and the, and their episode count, they're only doing six episodes this season. Right. Granted the, the, the last one will be a supersized one like a you know one and a half episodes kind of deal yeah but dude you ain't getting all this in 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 six episodes and they're teasing stuff from the seventh book which by the way might be my favorite in the whole series seventh book was sweet they're never gonna film it but they're teasing stuff from it in 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 the season six of the show and it's like don't do that because you're never gonna touch it this is it the show is done so The old saying goes, you dance with the lady that brought you. Uh Uh-huh. And my, the most comparable experience I have to what you're experiencing is my experience with the Lord of the Rings. Okay. So the films are coming out. I'd never read the books. Okay. And I knew, obviously new films were coming out. I wanted to see them. I made the decision to watch the films first. Okay. Before reading the books knowing full well that the books are always going to be better. Here's okay. Let me, let me pause you. I don't necessarily say that the books or the show of the expanse are better. They're both great, right? But they do different things in different ways. They're telling the same story, right? The over, I mean, there's differences in some of the characters. There's differences in some of the nuance, but they're the big narrative and how they get there is pretty much exactly the same. Right? So I love them both. All I'm saying is what they are adapting for season six is like 
fine. They're doing it fine. See, to be fair, the third episode, I, I think the fourth just came out yesterday. I haven't watched it yet, but I did watch the third episode Tuesday night. Episodes one and two, a little slow. We're kind of, okay, we're getting things started up again. Third episode, banger. Like, all right, yeah. cool. Great great episode. We're back on track. However, however, the, the thing with the books is there is the narrative, and then there's the bigger narrative, like right. the bigger picture. And in the books, even in book six, which they are adapting to season six, that bigger narrative is kind of shunted to the side to tell a, a more character-driven one. In the show, you have presented the bigger narrative questions already in previous seasons. They're out there. You can't ignore right. them. And you have said, this is the end of this show. That basically tells the people watching, you better not count on any of this big stuff to get wrapped up in any satisfying way. Meanwhile, there are three more books after this, after six, right? where that stuff is now at the, it's coming to the forefront. And man, it's like, I'm all in, like I am here See, for it. My suggestion, which I know you're probably not going to follow, but stop reading. Can't stop now. Reading the too late now. I'm already, no, it's not too I'm, late. I'm past the point of the show, dude. That Then stop. No, stop going further because you're just setting yourself up for disappointment with the show, the show, which is the lady that brought you to the dance. It's fine. The show, the thing, which is the thing that you loved first and most. I still reading the books. I still do, but I just don't, I'm not as hell. Yeah. Here's the thing. I am as hell. Yeah. About the expanse as I ever was maybe more, but the show is just part of the expanse. (laughs) Okay. All right. As a whole, I'm I'm more all in than ever. I like again, book seven had me going. I loved it. It was so good. What a great read. Eight is starting to pick up now too, and the intrigue is like, oh man, we're 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 going. We're going big. We're going big questions. We're going big big resolutions, maybe in the in, in the offing. Um and in in in, in that context, like book six slash season six is like almost inconsequential. It's like, man, this is this was this was a this was but a mere squabble compared to where I know this is right. going to head. So, hey, I hope the show ends in a satisfying way with teases of what's to come. Maybe, maybe some some white knight angel investor comes in and says, we're going to put you on for another three seasons. Let's go. I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, they've already been six seasons is a lot for any show, much less yeah. a science fiction one with that needs money. Amazon normally doesn't run long seasons either. I mean, they I've get they gave that. them three more after sci-fi. So who's left? Yeah. To, who's who's left? That's going to pick it up that I would trust to give them three more. Netflix? Huh? No. HBO. No. I, and and Which I say they that, won't do because they're doing the Game of Thrones prequel series. <sighs> Great. Anyway, that's TV. That's TV. Okay. Well, no, we got one more thing going TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Boba Fett. It's good. Yeah, first episode's out. So since, uh, I don't know if I told you, maybe I forgot where we left off in August. Grant is all about Boba Fett. Yes. That's, that's his boy. Yes. Watch the show with him. He was into it. Yep. Let me tell you. I like, it, it's It's fine. It's good. Good show. Cromulent. <laughs> Great. I guess I'm, 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 a, I'm a little underwhelmed overall. 
I like where it has potential to go. Right. But what the first episode honestly felt a little like paint by numbers for me. We've wondered for so long, how did he get out of the Sarlacc? Oh, he just gets out. Yeah, I didn't even want to know. Like, I think going back to like kind of what was the primary driver of the character's surge in popularity in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. um, Was the mystery of the character. Sure. That you didn't know. So everybody started, you know, writing what they thought this, what they thought that. Now we kind of know who and what the character is. And a lot of that mystery has been stripped away. So I thought Wolverine problem. I thought it would be nice for him to maintain some mystery in that, like, how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? And how, like, if they were, I'd rather they had not done it and just kind of go forward with the story. Mm -hmm. But if they were going to do it, I didn't want it to be anything like, I just wanted it to be something that made sense with the character, which it was. It was okay. It just happened so fast. Like it, that's that's all it took. To but get that, out. like that's what you want the show to linger on for the whole time is is longer like than you, longer than a you scene. who hate to go backwards. No, I do. But if you're going to, I mean, it's a big question as to how this dude got it was out. Cool to see the wreckage of the sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I was know, like, I know. Oh, man, that's, no, that's I hear you. I and I do want to go forward, and, I, and that's and that's the part of the story that it has the intrigue. Okay, where are we going? What's going to yeah. happen? But. We could have spent some time with him. You know what I would like to have seen? Him in the belly of the Sarlacc for an episode in a seemingly hopeless situation. And he has to formulate a plan using found objects in the belly of a beast to get out. You know what I mean? Like a little MacGyverism. Something. Right. Something more yeah. than just like, oh, I'm going to use my flamethrower and he's going to spit me out or whatever. Well, Which I is kind of what happened. Flamethrower. Well, it solves a lot of problems. It does, but hasn't the... Hasn't the Sarlacc eaten anything else with a flamethrower in the history? Well, like, you know, it takes a long time to digest. I know, I know, a thousand years. No, and the thing is, it's it's fine, and I it's fine. <laughs> I guess the 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 pro, honestly the pro, the biggest problem I have wasn't even that. I would have liked to have, have taken a little longer. I would have liked to have seen some planning in his head. You know, right. some kind of planning yeah. montage some kind of elaborate escape you, you had mentioned that you didn't like how the show looked i i oh wow now this is probably maybe a problem because i know how the show is made so because i know i know what to look for or at least that my brain sees it like i see the fourth wall removed kind the of volume and i see it i see i see i see the camera placement medium to medium to close-up shots with kind of flat lighting on the people and the background is convincing, right. but well, I mean, not... that's also still a product of COVID. It, I, and, I, and I, Hey, look, yeah. I appreciate that. All I'm saying is I was watching it and there were just so many shots where it just looked like, Oh man, this looks so flat and uninteresting and no, there's just no depth of, there's just no depth to this shot. It just looks like people walking on a stage with a background. Like, yeah. it, and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't not look at it. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't unsee right. it. And once I couldn't unsee it, it started to hurt my enjoyment of it. Yeah. It's not every shot, but there's a lot yeah. of them in there. I noticed there. it primarily in the desert scenes. Yeah. But like yeah. beyond that, like I, I noticed it, but then I just kind of moved on from it. I was like, okay, it's just what it is. Um, I really enjoyed the first episode. Uh, we, we were talking upstairs before we started recording. I feel like we're getting 
two so far the episode's giving us two stories yeah it's giving us star wars western story which is classic sure flashbacks classic you know i'm never gonna kick that out of bed freaking crackers um then we're also getting like star wars godfather a little bit which i am all here for boba fett in this first episode feels very Vito corleone and i think what's what i'd like to see them do throughout the course of the season is take him from Vito Corleone and then make him Michael Corleone. Well, those are two very different different characters. Exactly. Mm, it's called but, growth. Or not. Michael's I wouldn't call Michael Michael grows, but he devolves and into Vito, which he never right. wanted to be. So there's I the here let me, let me pitch this at you. I sort of feel like you're getting a redemption arc, kind of. He starts off as a as a jobber, like, like they start him off in the pit, de- yeah. dead by LOL. He gets out, gets enslaved and beat up and treated like crap. And it's not until he sees a family being robbed by a gang at the moisture farm, remember? Right. That he sort of gets a feel for the lay of the land that he's in. And I think that's the that's like a turning point for the character where he might say, you know what? If this is how it is here, it ain't going to be like that under me. Right. I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to fix things. So you're getting kind of a, he, now he's not going to be a hero, mind you. So he wants to, you could say he wants to legitimize it almost. No, he still wants to be a crime boss, but <laughs> I'm the crime boss. Isn't he supposed to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not one He's going to be the noble thief as opposed to the bloodthirsty. Right. He's going to be the Robin Hood. More that that's the vibe I'm getting. Robin Corleone. Yeah. The, yeah. His brother. You know. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, we don't talk about Robin. Right. Lesser so, than Fredo even. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was really cool. But I like it. I, I like where yeah. it's going. Show me where it's going. Um, I'm here for the Godfather you know, in Star Wars, let's go. Let's give me right. that story. I just felt it looked. I couldn't get over the look. I, I I'll have to. I know. And I just felt like they could have done a little more. If you you have a big moment like Fett getting out of the pit, build it up a little bit. Make people kind of go like, oh man. Again, again, show me show me his brain working to build some kind of elaborate bomb to get out or something like that. You know. Not to mention all oh, the poor bastards he has run around in the in the desert in his in his long undies. <laughs> <laughs> poor boba fett um tamora morrison it's great fantastic it's performance it's but dude mignon won 58 years old still out there kicking she, butt she can do no wrong she's great we got star wars ninjas we do how great was that star wars parkour that was that was one thing i kind okay. of bumped up against in that fight when it started go on and the fight was going i was like uh boba Take your flamethrower, point it at their feet. Yeah, there's that, sure. Um, there was a point in that sequence, too, when I felt like I was... You're going to laugh, but maybe maybe you'll understand. It was cool. cool. I mean, cool. But I also felt like, oh, I'm watching the Star Wars Indiana Jones stunt spectacular at Walt Disney World. It, um, it looked like... 
for whatever reason, it just, again, getting back to the shot choice and however they did it, right. it just looked like, this looks like a stunt show. And Are you not talking like about a, primarily the chase? Or the, the chasing the chase? and the jumping. and Yeah. I mean... And they're they're kind of generic garb, the nin- the ninja guys. Well, ninjas, man. I know, but it just looks so like this is just some kind of stage show at, at Disney World. Outside of like early nineties GI Joe, ninja are not known for their flashy fashions. Hey, look, not a lot of neon colors being used outside of Ninja Force. There's <laughs> there's just some aesthetic things about about this this episode that I couldn't quite get over. I'm really, really interested to see where it goes. I'm excited for it. I'm all for it. I'm all in. It's Boba Fett. Let's go. Yep. Again, just I, I, I wish it just looked a little better, but it is what it is. So, all right, I'll do it for TV shows. Next, next subject's probably going to be the quickest one. Let's go. Comics? I have nothing to say. I, I've never been less interested. I mean... I hate to say that, but crossover you've been still singing that yeah other than that like i'm more and more detached from batman because it's just not like obviously there's a certain level of disbelief you suspend when reading comics but it really feels like the book is becoming a parody of itself and spider-man is doing another Ben Riley takes over a Spider-Man story. I'm like, we've, we've done this. We've been here. Carl, you're, you're, you, you're in nostalgia cycles at this point with comics. There is nothing left. They can sell. Creators don't want to give them free characters and free ideas anymore. So Marvel, I mean, I can't speak to DC, but Marvel, well, even DC, I'll, I'll even say DC. They are both, now in the phase where the all they do is remix stuff they've already done yeah uh, both of them i've seen that a lot more this year now granted daredevil is still entertaining to me because this is the first time I've really kind of like read the character on a regular basis mm-hmm. this past couple of years um so daredevil's still good to me but yeah like but- crossover still amazing um a lot of my favorite indie titles basically have stopped coming out so saga came back this week saga's coming back yeah yeah no this week i think this wednesday i believe the first new issue came out this coming wednesday no this past wednesday i think i'm not 100 percent sure i don't i would have i would have seen that hold on <laughs> hold on let me check my list if i missed it i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> check it twice yeah I'm gonna find out if it was naughty or nice Saga, Saga Claus is coming to town. <laughs> so yeah, comics. Not really a lot to talk about. No, but um, you know, I want them to be better than they are, Carl. You know I that. Did. Yeah, me too. No, no Saga this week, sir. All right, next Ma- week, maybe this coming week. Probably. Okay. Um. Yeah. Here's the problem. We both again. We both said Marvel needs, and unfortunately, they need a full reboot. But they'll yep. never, they'll never do it. But nope. they need it. DC, I don't even know anymore. I don't know how DC to fix just them. Kind of needs to write the ship. Uh, yeah, and I, and I don't even know what that means for them anymore. And I yep. and I doubt their readers do either because I don't know. D, DC's identity crisis goes back. Ha, crisis. Ah, <laughs> it goes back decades, and I don't know that there's any 
way to rectify it at this point. But there's no way that kids just don't care anymore. And if you again, you've diminished your readership base, and I don't see any way of reclaiming it without massive, yeah. massive, fresh jumping on points for a young audience that that you need to tell you need to give them a reason to care about a yep. comic book. So they're never going to cancel it all outright because I think Disney and Warner brothers love having free yeah, content it's, farms. It's still profitable. Like it's sort not, of, you know, it's not losing money. Um, okay. So yeah, comics, uh, games, talk some, some videos slash board games. Okay. Uh, we, we touched on it earlier with Metroid, uh, Metroid, Metroid dread, dread rules. That is uh, all. I've played a Metroid game. You have. I got to. Still at the final fight. That just haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> you can do it. You can. I have I faith do. in you. Um, it's. I mean, like I tried the final fight once and just. For, I can't remember why. But I had to put the game down for a while and just haven't gone back to it yet. It's going to be a um, challenge. Yeah, yeah, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, amazing experience. Just fantastic. So it's my favorite Metroidvanias are my favorite genre. I I am here for all of your Metroidvanias. Um, was there anything else you played this year, video game wise, that stuck out? Um, I had a, I had a, I bought the Castlevania uh, Game Boy Advance collection. Okay, and let me tell you, uh, some people will swear by you know hidden gems and you know say that one is this this unheralded game is is the real pinnacle of this franchise or whatever. Right. Um. Yeah, my memories of those ga- those those Game Boy Advance games were that they were okay, but not great, and I stand by that. So <laughs> the collection has basically reinforced that. Um, the first two games in the collection, Circle of the Moon and uh, Aria of Dissonance. No, I'm sorry, Harmony of Dissonance. Is that right? Yes, Harmony of Dissonance. Not good. Not good. Um, Circle of the Moon... Poor, poor, poor castle design, sluggish movement, kind of a neat gameplay gimmick. Like it's, it's, it's secondary weapon system is, is interesting and neat, right. but overall just a, a, a slog of a game. Right. Harmony of Dissonance, uh, looks a little better. They brightened it up a bit. Um, and again, a fun secondary weapon system, but again, a poor, a poor castle layout and a, the controls again are sluggish and like, eh, why does this feel so tank like? Yeah. And the music is terrible, by the way, on Harmony of Dissonance. Like, I guess from what I heard, they went so all in on the graphics that there was no room left on the in on the memory on the cartridge for music, so they had to go down to eight bit music for it, Oof. and it sounds it sounds awful. Third game, however, Aria of Sorrow, big recl- big big return to form, best of the three by far. Um, enjoyable. Now, mind you, I'm so harsh on these games because all three of them came out after Symphony of the Night, yeah, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So if you have a, if you're following up Symphony of the Night, I don't care what platform it's on, and your game plays like terribly and sluggish, or your main character, your protagonist, basically right. is very tank like. There's no excuse for that. I'm Symphony not going back to this. The PlayStation game, right? yeah, yeah, PS One. All time, all, all time classic game. Still tremendous, amazing game. Great castle layout, great music, phenomenal music. Actually, plays beautifully. Just chef's kiss. Uh, but I digress. Um, anything else I played this year? Um, 
nothing is coming to mind. I I did not do a ton of gaming this year. Um, I did get uh, the Ori collection for Christmas. I saw that. I'm enjoying that. Metroidvania. Yep. Um, beautiful aesthetic, beautiful music. Um, cool so far. S- the story could tell could reveal itself in a little better than it has, but I'm very early on in the first game, so don't hold me to that. But I'm enjoying it. I also got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for PS4. You did get it. I did. It's good. Yeah. So I'm through the first, basically the first mission, which is like your tutorial mission. Is effectively. Spider-Man good? Um, or too early to tell. Too early to tell. Okay. But I'll say this. Um, the the team banter is on point. On point. Like it's, right. it's great. Uh, it's not the, you know, it's not the MCU voices, but it's, close right close your eyes and you know maybe you can hear it can we get dave batista no no can we get dave montista yes yeah, yes him. and the guy who is doing rocket is very close to bradley cooper slightly more canadian can, I'll we, get, can we get bradley cooper no can we get sly cooper yes maybe. yes <laughs> can we get uh a uh, buddy cooper his canadian his, his his canadian equivalent gee cooper wayne cooper <laughs> Gord Cooper. Cooper Cooper. Go- Gordy Cooper. Uh, yes. We Cooper can Cooper. I guess that's one thing. It, I mean, it's made by Eidos uh, Montreal. Yeah. and uh, Or one of those studios. Yeah, I think it's Eidos. Eidos Montreal made okay. it. And or Squeenix published it, whatever. But Canadian, and you can tell. <laughs> I don't I, now, I don't know if the rest of, of America can tell, but I'm from Buffalo, and I can spot a Canadian yep. accent like, no, like nobody's business. And let me tell you, those voice actors are all Canadian. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> every one of them. So, but it's good. I, yeah. I, 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 I am early on, but so far, it's gotten great reviews, which is why I was like, yeah. you know what, I want. I think I want it. Um, I might recommend it. I might have to borrow it from you when you're done. I'm happy to let you borrow it. Um, I think for me, Mario Golf, okay, big hit of the year. Um. I'm trying to think what else, like obviously Metroid Dread. Mm-hmm. What else did I play? Uh, Spider Man Miles Morales. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, got a got my hands on PlayStation Five this year. Thanks Lucky you, hundred percent to my wife. She just took the quest of getting a PlayStation Five personally <laughs> and just did not stop. The, I Michael, was, the Michael Jordan meme, Julie. I, was <laughs> I took totally, that personally, pretty much. <laughs> it, like the whole thing is like you know bots buying up. PlayStation fives quicker than people can get them. And then the meme of Julie going, and I took that personally because she just would not stop until she got one. And so far early impressions of the system. It's, it's really good. It's big. It's the easily the biggest video game console I've ever had in my life. Size wise. Um, it, it is to the PS five is to the original PS three size wise what the original ps3 is to the ps4 so extrapolate that in your mind <laughs> i'm trying to it's the big okay yeah i mean i know it's big yeah um but as far as like interface like a lot of your issues with the the interface and the playstation 4 were addressed um easy smooth takes a little bit of getting used to 
but so far my experience with it's been pretty good. Uh, got my, my friend Jim gave me his copy of Spider-Man Miles Morales and I played through that. Great game. A lot of fun. As enjoyable as Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very much so. I would say because of the length of the game, I would say if you can find it on sale somewhere, it's a very good pickup. But uh, because of how short the game is, I would not pay like full $60 price for it. Gotcha. You're just not getting enough game to justify that purchase. Okay. But the game you are getting is, pun intended, amazing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Okay. The games, video-wise, I'm looking forward to in 2022. Uh, two big ones come to mind, which is uh, Triangle Project. Mm-hmm which is the, the the strategy game Square is doing for the Switch. Very, you know, Octopath Traveler visuals and whatnot. You know, 3D, 3D, 2D, like 3D, 16-bit-ish graphics. Yep. Um, and Splatoon 3. Okay. I've um, popped hard <laughs> at the Splatoon 3 trailer when it was announced at the Direct. I, 2022 video game wise, uh, I don't have a lot on my radar. Nintendo hasn't, you know, shown their cards yet and Metroid Dread, I'm still in the afterglow. So um, Nintendo doesn't have to do much for me for a little while. To be honest, the only game on my radar for 2022, and it's probably going to be late 2022. And I would venture to guess it's going to be delayed is uh, Starfield. Now that mind you, is a Bethesda game, so that's only going to be available on Xbox. Mm. So, whenever that does come out, uh, I have decisions to make. Yeah. Theoretically. So, basically Skyrim in space. Alrighty. You said anything in space, and I'm going to be listening, much less a massive... Space. A massive RPG open world, you know, in space. Okay. Um, You have my attention. Alrighty. Um, board games. Kind of a, a light year for us, well, mainly because of the pandemic. We didn't really get back into swing until the summertime. Right. Um, and we kind of got a regular board game night going in the summertime, but then, you know, Al unfortunately had some, some life issues to deal with that, you know, are still in progress, but seem to be getting better. So, of course, we wish Alan all the best with that. And we took we took the champions pretty well. We 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 kind of just went headlong into a campaign for Marvel Champions. It's going well, which isn't um, Alan's cup of tea, which is perfectly fine. Um, but Steve has kind of come in to yeah. be the fourth champion, and we did the Rise of the Red Skull campaign and nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> everybody kind of was learning the game at that point, getting an idea of stuff. When we started the shadow of the mad Titan campaign, you know, you have a character you're having a lot of fun with. Yes. Quicksilver is dope. (laughs) You're all about Quicksilver. You can dish. Um, but we ran into a little problem with Thanos. A little bit. A little bit. You kind of brushed us. Yeah. Time, so. Yeah. Thanos uh, was not is not one to be trifled with, gotta, as we found out the hard way. Got to regroup and and come at it again. Yes. Um. Ancient world. Enjoy ancient world, you guys. Too. Yep. Um. Alan introduced us to it's a wonderful world, which mm-hmm. I later picked up because Alan pointed out that it was on sale. 
So I'm very excited about that. Um, so yeah, good, good year board gaming wise. Yeah, more to come. Uh, definitely more to come. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up with movies. Okay. Um, this is where I tell you that I didn't see a lot of movies in the last year either. Well, yeah. Having a toddler will kind of hinder that oh, yeah. a bit. They'll kill that. Um, you want to start with Shang-Chi? Sure. Because you didn't see Eternals yet. No. Well, let me, let me do a quick thing on Eternals without giving any spoilers. Okay. Um, good, not great. Okay. Could probably shave a good 20 minutes off that movie. Okay. Um, Angelia Jolie, while amazing it, also feels overcast. Okay. Um, and also, it is a perfect example of Marvel <laughs> kind of trolling Warner Brothers and showing them how to do a Justice League movie. Mm. Um, takes some really big swings. And doesn't necessarily hit a home run, but the ball's definitely in play. Um, triple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, triple. Uh, Mid-credits and post-credits, both very interesting. Okay. Big, like, mid-credit scene, deep, arguably the deepest cut ever in a Marvel cinematic universe due to the so, uh nature of the internet i may have been spoiled on some of this so don't quote me on any of it i'm not going to get into it with you now so i know some of it i don't know the context i just know characters that may or may not have been introduced and i just think to myself okay where are we going with this and how many people are going to care then again yeah. i thought about that for the entirety of the eternals being a thing what is this and how many people are going to care? Right. So, so the, it is it's safe to say Eternals is definitely not captured that guardians magic. Right. Um, I, I, that's I, I had like, a feeling it was not going to, would you say you were hooked on a feeling that it was not going to hook, 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 hook <laughs> on a feeling girl. No. Um, so yeah, it starts streaming on Disney plus, I believe on January 12th. Okay, well, so we'll we'll plot out an evening to watch it. Two hours and forty five minutes. Oh spare. God, that's long. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, so yeah. So I guess uh, Shang Chi, um, which is currently my son's favorite movie. We just watched it uh, this week. I have seen it so many times. Now I will say that I had fun in the first half hour to forty minutes of yep. it, and I'll tell you why. We had just gotten back from San Francisco and seeing San Francisco, we're like, oh my God, look at San Francisco. It, it was fun. Right. Like, I mean, per, on a personal level, I was like, oh man, look at that, San right. Francisco. We were just there. Look at. Um, and I felt like, um, the well, I mean, it, it, the characters were doing a lot to try and make me like them. And they, you know, and I do, I did, I do like them, right? And it's a fine movie. But it gets a little... Until it stops telling the story that it wanted to tell. I guess. And has dragons fight. Well, that's the ultimate, like, okay, we're off the rails here. Yeah. But even when we get to, like, uh, when they go to Macau, and there's, like, oh, we're in this big fight club, bro. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I was all in for that. I I guess, but like how we got there, and then suddenly there's this big reveal, and now we—I don't know—it that, that was all kind of very like 
They kind of stepped on the gas a bit. Maybe a little too much too fast for me. I, I don't I don't know. It like I, I don't know. It, it's it, it was I enjoyed it. Um but yeah, for sure, once it turns into like we have this cool little familial drama yeah. happening. It's like, okay, I, I'm I'm invested here what's going on. Um I I actually liked and was I was not expecting and rather enjoyed the kind of like love story dynamic between um the mandarin and his wife and how they kind of bore the children and right. the family was kind of shattered when she died and that kind of thing all all that i yeah. liked a lot there was a lot of good intrigue in there um it made me and it, it didn't it made me invested and then we're we're we we're, we're, we're riding we're, dragons we're riding dragons Climax of our film is literally two dragons fighting while humans are just kind of sitting on their backs. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Choices were made here. It was telling this really great family story. Right. You know, and that was the strength of it. And it was doing that really well. Yeah. And then in the end, it just, the dragons, because we've got to have a big cg fight and, and at the end and and you see i've heard I, and i've i've heard that criticism leveled at marvel movies for years now and i've never really cared but this was the first movie where i was like yeah yeah they just couldn't help it could they because the the other ones kind of fit better in the story that they're telling right this was like oh there's dragons just now. like now there's dragons i'm just like yeah. i just kind of want to see him fight his dad and kind of like take over the 10 rings, but then reject like the actual, yeah, yeah. not the organization. I tell you, I don't know if I love the bracelet deal, but what's fine. We're going well, to let it slide. We think of like 10 rings on fingers. Yeah. On 10 fingers. That, that doesn't, I think that's one of those things that works in a comic, but doesn't work on a actual screen. Fair. Fair enough. Um, like I really would have liked to have seen him like he did take over the 10 rings at a point in the fight, use them, but then ultimately reject them. Right. And just beat his father straight up. Yep. So, so again, in summation, but one of the best mid credit scenes ever in a Marvel film, I will take Wong at karaoke any day of the week. These are the two shows I want on Disney plus. I want these two shows. I want Shang-Chi Katie and Wong touring karaoke bars. Uh-huh. And the other show is I want Yelena and Kate Bishop road trip. Stop making me like you. <laughs> Just give me those two shows. Yeah. I, I, I'm here. I hear you. I'm here for you. Um, question. Yes. Were Wong and the abomination in cahoots? They seem to, I wouldn't necessarily throw the cahoots label on it. Um, they have they have a rapport. They did have a rapport. They walked off together. Wong kind of apologized for punching him in the face. Well, technically, he didn't punch him. In the uh, face. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so the abomination face turn. What's to be determined? I, th- I would not be surprised if he shows up in She Hulk. Okay. I think there's a lot of buzz about that possibility. Um, oh, 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 oh. Speaking of, Shang-Chi post-credits. They do the analysis. Spoilers, by the way, everybody. 
they do the analysis on the rings and they say that yeah. they're made of something like the oldest thing in the universe and they were sending a message. Did right. they did they hint at what that message was or what what are they hinting at with this? I think are they celestial in origin perhaps? Possibly. Okay, cuz I didn't see Eternals but it seems like maybe that was something I missed. Okay. Fair enough. Also, Banner not Hulk anymore. Still arm still in a sling from Snappy yep. Snappy. But now he's not Hulk anymore. He's Banner again. I found that interesting. It it was never established that he couldn't turn back into Banner mm. in Endgame. Okay. We just didn't see it. That's fair. And for the snippet we got of She-Hulk, we didn't he, was, s- he was Hulk again. Mm. So I need to see the rules of the Hulk. I don't know yes. what's going on right now. But rules that, which are always in flux. Yes, always. But that that certainly was interesting to me. Um, non Marvel division. I saw Knives Out finally, not a twenty twenty one movie, but right. I finally saw it. It was great, great movie, great movie, fantastic, loved it. So I guess we got to talk. Let's 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 get to what everybody wants to talk. About. I don't. Ha- I mean, I say I don't have that much to say, but I probably will. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Spider Man Far From Home. Okay. No way home. No way home. Um. So that happened. You know, you joke, but in the end, that's kind of how I feel about it. All right. Let's. So this has kind of been a running thing with us. Like, you listen to the show, you know, so you know, Spider Man's my all-time favorite character, and, and in fairness, I have not disliked. Yeah. How the how he's been incorporated in the MCU as a whole. There are aspects of the portrayal that I've not agreed with and that I've been 100% on board with. And I've been easier on this than you have. I've rather enjoyed right. for the most part I've enjoyed these flicks. Right. This one though it gave me a lot of pause in a lot of ways. This one um, say what you will about the Had preview. fun with it. Yeah. But it uh, well let's put this up on front street. We both liked the film. Yes. We both thought it was good. Yes. We were both entertained. Yes. We have Daredevil back. <laughs> He's a very good lawyer. He's a very good lawyer. <laughs> Carl, I whooped in the theater. Like, Whoa! I, I had a I had a big gasp. Because I knew it was a possibility, but like just they just kind of put it there. All of a sudden there's no build up. <laughs> He's just there. He's just there. And then he um, catches the brick. I'm like, yes. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you got some toxic waste in the eyes. Um so for all my qualms with Homecoming and Far From Home, both of them gave me new things in a Spider-Man film that I've never seen before, one of which I wanted very, very much, which was Mysterio, and they did them really well. The other one gave you Keaton as Vulture, right. mind you. Okay. Right. This movie to me felt like a greatest hits album with like a B side or two thrown in there. That's a fair way to put it. It didn't, it didn't really do anything new as much as just recycled old and took beats from quite possibly one of the worst Spider-Man stories 
in recent history, possibly of all time. I think, yeah, I would say. Well, Sins Past has got to be up there. I I would say one more day is worse than Sins Past. Worse than Sins Past. Yeah. No. No. One and and two, and also worse than the Clone Saga. That'll give you. Um, However, I take your point totally, and I'm I I agree with a lot of it. But let me let me let me let me back up though. My problem with it isn't even the they, greatest hits aspect of it. since past. Why can't they retcon yeah. one more time? Because Joe Posada refuses. I, Who say, is he to say anymore? He's still pet. Eh, eh, yeah. I don't know. That said, I, I'm not complaining about the greatest hits. It's fun stuff. The biggest problem I have is that you had three Spider-Man movies that for two and a half of them, I thought we had already. I thought Spider-Man was more fully formed, I guess. And no, turns out he wasn't. And not only wasn't he, but the, the big character and moment of realization of the fully formedness doesn't even exist in this MCU. Right. And we've spent three movies just to get Spider-Man to a place where he should have been from day one. The place where I said he should. I I mean, really? Like, yeah. What? So you took three movies to get here. We got to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is that, Apparently, for this Spider-Man, there is no Uncle Ben. Yeah. That's a big problem. That's a huge problem. Now, granted, there's going to be people out there saying... Well, those people are wrong. Um, If you're going to have Spider-Man without Uncle Ben, that's like saying having Batman without the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Like, you don't get to that character without uncle ben like in when the character was first brought in in civil war the big question was is like we're gonna have to do an origin again and we're gonna have to hear again with great power comes great responsibility and they they in civil war they said it without saying it right you know when you when you could do what i do and you don't the bad things happen it's your fault exactly it they was said al- it like i said without saying like i said we we were led to believe a thing yeah so we were, we, we assumed, I can't, I can't necessarily go as far as say we were led to believe because they never really made kind of mention of it. No, but like we just said, we assume fill in some blanks, right? We assume that they would touch on it at some point. Yeah. Go over it. But like we didn't, they were smart enough to know we didn't need the full blown origin again. Right. Because we don't like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. We know we never need those origins again. Right. So, without Uncle Ben, and for pretty much most versions, most versions of this character, most interpretations, prior to Uncle Ben's death, he's cocky, arrogant, and trying to use his powers to cash in. And it's Uncle Ben's death. It's him not stopping 
the crook, who ends up killing Uncle Ben, that creates the hero. Right. And it's part of his upbringing from May and Ben. If you take that away, and I understand that they kind of shifted it to May's role. Yes. But if you take that away from that character at that point in their lives, and you say, well, he's just a good person and decided to go out and do good things. That is not interesting and is a huge, huge disservice to the character. I agree. And not only, and and not just the character, but I also think about the supporting cast and how much we're supposed to care about them. Right. And I like the, I, I like, you know, the little gang of friends that he's got, right? Yeah. Except I don't know that they've had a lot of character development per se. I mean, I think that the third movie just makes us like, we're supposed to feel a certain way about them. And then they, I I don't know. I think, I think they've done with them what they can do with the supporting cast, like in an MCU film. Um, I feel like it wants me to care way more than the movies have shown me. I should kind of, I don't know. That's just my, my read on it. Like I get that it, I get what they're doing right. and I get why I should care, but I'm, I find myself not caring as much as the movie wants me to care. That's right. kind of a problem. So yeah, that's that, that is a, a big problem. So you, you shift the event to being may yeah. who is killed in the film, who says the line with gray power, Great responsibility or yep. must come great yep. responsibility. And it just like, I don't know if it's because of the presence of McGuire and Garfield Spider-Man's, but like that is lessened. It's like, we, we kind of, we need to get this. It was used as a tool like, to be like, we kind of need to get this character to a point where he wants to kill so we can have one of these other Spider-Men stop him, stop him from killing. Right. And it was just like the right. They, they wrote it backwards. They right. want. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Like what? Like what have I, I always said where I want this character to end up? It's like, he should be. Like, he should not be learning these lessons from Tony Stark or Doc Strange. He should be learning these lessons on his own. Through hardship and loss is how Peter Parker learns his lessons. Well, he got that in this movie. And, but like, and at the end of the movie, when they one more date it, he is at where I've always wanted him to be, but at the same time, it feels shallow because part of him being there is also that supporting cast. That's so key in the comics. Right. Having May there, uh, Mary Jane, you know, his friends. So I think of, of everything they did in this film, the thing they did the most disservice to was the main Spider-Man of the film. I agree. And it's even more shocking to me that they did that given that this was Marvel, Proper's MCU Spider-Man. This right. is this is the this is the version they've wanted to do. This is right. the one they want. This is the one that they're saying is theirs. 
Oy, I don't know, man. Like it's again, I enjoy the movie and everything, but I'm just I'm puzzled by that decision. Like that just seems yeah. so odd to me. So let's talk about why we actually did enjoy the movie and what we enjoyed about the movie. And I think it it's really like the 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 biggest spoiler that wasn't a spoiler that everyone knew was gonna happen, which was the appearance of Toby McGuire and yeah. Andrew Garfield. Great. Loved it. I think the biggest surprise of this was Everybody prior to this film, everybody was like, "Oh man, they're gonna get Tobey Maguire back and Andrew Garfield." After the film, was like, "Okay, Andrew Garfield is the MVP of this." Film. <laughs> he kind of is. Like, um, and here's the thing: I think even when we when we even when those movies were out, right? We both, I think, we both felt the same way about them, and that movies aren't that great. But Andrew Garfield's a great Spider-Man, right? Not a great Peter Parker, mind you. He nailed. The Spider-Man ass, but he was great, and, like, and he was like, he was just a great Spider-Man in a bad Spider-Man movie. Let's put it that way, or or in a middle well, middling to lesser Spider-Man movie. The first one, the first one, I would say is good. Mm, okay, I would I would make an argument that the first one is good. Um, first one also had the best ever Stan Lee cameo in a the librarian, you know, the librarian, yeah, 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 amazing. Um, the second one, yeah. I have, like, I have so they many. Try, they just tried to do too much. Yes. For so much that they got right in the second one. Costume. They, the costume, his performance as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, the relationship dynamic, what they did with Gwen Stacy. Um, but trying, they just tried to shove too much into the film. Yeah. And the thing that's fun, the thing about it is that the legacy of the, the amazing Spider-Man movies be, became retroactively that they're bad like right bad because andrew garfield yeah because because they got tom holland because we got so much fun in marvel marvel's ascendance right. into dominance um so it was looked they were looked down upon but now we bring him back and we, we brought back andrew garfield and it's like no no he's good yeah no he he like for like people are saying oh he was redeemed i'm like didn't really need to be redeemed no but in the eyes of the pe- but, but but like yeah. i'm saying in the eyes but of a lot of like people his, he did he, he really took the moment to shine and like like i wanted to see like coming out of this obviously the you know internet's getting internet and a lot of people are like you know amazing spider-man 3 amazing spider-man 3 i'm like you know what i don't need it i don't need it but and i think you would just confuse you, people but if you but... tell me you're gonna do it i'm not gonna shut down right away no 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 it's fine i mean hey may, maybe i don't yeah you're just going to confuse the marketplace but i wouldn't do that but i when, but i hear you when the the three spider-man got together there was great a, there was a lot of like everything that went on outside of the main plot was great like the conversations the connections they did the meme they they did the meme um <laughs> like you know obviously the whole conversation about toby's webs yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great yeah um seeing that like seeing all three of them land on top of the statue of liberty just awesome alfred molina tremendous yeah alfred molina willem defoe willem defoe putting in a better performance in this film than he did in, in yeah his original yeah film. um just fantastic they updated the suit i i did like that how he he, yeah. he kind of got more purpley and in right. hoodie and yeah good stuff good so stuff. the 
Melina and Defoe were there. You know, the rest of them were just kind of window dressing. Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox got redemption. Got, got a nice glow See, up. He got a glow up. He got, he got redeemed a good hairline. That, but I think his character had a full redemption. He, yeah, he was no, way better in this this time around. Way better. Right. Um. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. Uh, Doctor Strange. I mean. I'm never gonna say no to more time with Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. I no, I, I love it. I still like, am puzzled though by his. Why was he so prickly and brash and and weird? Well, with, I don't you know. know. Let's, the core of the character is downfall due to arrogance. True. When you save half the universe. You might be feeling yourself for a little while after that. <laughs> okay. I feel okay. So I, I just felt he was a little prickly for a guy who, you know, bore some blame in all of this, despite his insistence on blaming Peter for it. Like, bro, you did you you, you could have yeah. told the kid no. But once, once again, problems in films that can be solved by simple communication. Yeah. But you know, the first as soon as you start the spell and he starts talking, stop the spell. Yeah. Talk it out. Yeah. And then start the spelling. Right. Let's 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 set the ground right. rules here, and then we'll come back. No, I I really I liked. I really liked the scene where they were in the mirror dimension, and Peter figures out this is all just geometry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was kind of cool. So that was really cool. Um. Uh. Okay. Sony. Buddy. <laughs> I don't know what your end game is here. No pun intended, mind you. Yeah. Here's what I mean. Those Venom movies, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about them. Don't care. However, however. Morbius looks fun. Yeah, I, I beg to differ. But you set up in your third Venom movie. Third. Second Venom movie. God help us, third Venom movie. Uh that venom was gonna gun for spider-man tom holland spider-man yeah okay you tell you you basically telegraphed to your audience we're gonna do the thing and then let me so let me give you let me give you my narrative my my uh stream stream of consciousness thoughts as it happened in the post credit scene oh no they're, yeah. they're 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 gonna do the thing but then he goes away and i yeah. went <gasps> oh they're gonna throw the thing thank god i audibly groaned in the theater so did i when i was like oh and i made sure people heard my same groan. same thank you we're on the same we're simpatico <laughs> But then he went away, and I went, "Oh, all right, forget about that." But 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 here's me, the the again, just the 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 viewer, the observer. Hey, they're not doing it as a fan. Happy as hell. Yep. Don't want to see Spider Man interacting with that Venom stuff that right. Sony's doing. But I'm just thinking in terms of Sony. You told people basically that it was going to happen. And now you went like, psych, nope. 
my my brain just goes like either Marvel had no say over Venom two, and Sony did it. Yeah, and then when it came to Spider Man No Way Home, Kevin Feige was like, "Yeah, no, no." Yeah. We're not doing that, and we're going to make sure that you know we're not doing that. Well, also, it doesn't what work. Ha- what what happened yeah. there? It's what, just what is it, going on? It's a major plot hole in the entire film because the whole point of the spell was that anyone in any other universe that knew Peter, knew Parker. Peter Parker was Spider Man was yeah. going to come through. Yeah, Eddie Brock doesn't know who Peter Parker is in the Venom films. Did Electro know? That came up. I didn't. I because again, I blocked out most of Amazing Spider-Man too. Someone brought up yeah. that that he didn't know either. It's possible he didn't. I don't know. I, I'm like, it's I don't, been a long while. I'm not going back it. and watching that movie, yeah. so I don't care. However, however, the only way it makes sense is is, is if if Venom, who says he can traverse universes and what blah blah blah, knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and told Eddie Brock the symbiote that I mean, and right. tells Eddie Brock, and that's the technicality fine but again i think we're putting more thought into this than they did yeah and i'm still puzzled by how they could tease something and then just go like oh no never mind i think like what? yeah what what i i think it's funny that you and i both kind of landed in the same place thought wise as to what to do with spider-man going forward and that's and something i never thought i would hear myself say and that's like we kind of need to put Spidey on the shelf for a while. They won't. They won't. They absolutely will they not have to keep producing to retain the rights. Right. Um. But I, this, I don't know. This character could use a break. I'm gesturing with my hands. I, I I'm not opposed to more Spider Man, but you better take some time and figure out what it is you want to do here or what you're trying yeah. to say with him. Because I got to tell you, like I said, we just watched, it took us three movies to get to like the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, that, it's, that's not right. That's something's off here. So this movie, I think I said this to you earlier, this movie hit all the beats that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse hit, mm, but lesser. Into the Spider-Verse hit them much better, much more emotionally. Is still like to me the best Spider-Man movie ever. Again, like the film, yeah, we had fun. Like the film, had fun. They did the thing, and I think they did the thing. We had some fun with it. Did they need to do the thing? I don't think so. I think they did the thing because they could do the thing, and they wanted to flex a bit. Um. So yeah. I yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. going forward I Multi- multiverse uh, of madness looks crazy show me the new spidey suit please in high res I, I, I need to see what it looks like yeah um, it looks looks cool looks, yeah. com- looks comics comics accurate yada yada um but again why did it take us three movies to get to what spider-man should have been doing from day one I don't know it's fine it's different Someone, hey, someone who was always saying throughout the first two movies oh he'll get there He'll get there. Well, he got there. Yeah, but they got there in like the most weird way yep. possible. Like, yeah, I, I digress. I digress. I don't want to dwell. Let's not yeah. dwell. Let's move on. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. All right. Happy holidays. Indeed. Holiday special. 
New Year's special, year-end special. Call it, yeah. you, call it what you will. Well, I think it, we're falling in between Christmas and New Year's. As the recording of this one's going to post, which is probably next week. Um, I could I could maybe make it happen. Give the people a New Year's Day present. Let me see what I can do. Um, we appreciate you joining us, as always. Yes. Um, our... This is going to sound bad, but it's not intended to be bad. Our willingness to do this on a regular basis is spurred on in a lot of ways by your eagerness to hear us. So if we're hearing from you in the emails and on the socials, we're probably going to be moved to do this more than we've done. (laughs) Biannually. Because, yeah. (laughs) Because... We enjoy doing this, talking to each other about this stuff, but we also kind of do it on a weekly basis during our game night. So, but if you, if you're all out there listening, let us know. Yes. Send us some stuff. Yes, please. We miss y'all. And if you're looking for a place to send us some stuff, I got some suggestions for you. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page page at facebook.com slash devils do pod you can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devils do podcast.com drew that being said any closing thoughts i reiterate everything you said uh engage with us and it helps us stay motivated to want to do more of this um i can't prom- i cannot promise that we will but it does certainly help so no, man. Happy New Year. Hope you're all well. I hope uh, 2022 is great for everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Hopefully. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>